Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, and with me this week, all these are back. You got your Danny K. Bartlett's, your Nick Dolls, your Joseph Jammer Medinas, all in the room, doing the thing. Talking about Godzilla versus Kong. What? What? What are you doing, Nick? No? Not yeah, me. we're still here. We're all yeah, here. We're st- no, I think we're Nick was doing something weird. I, I think Nick, like, tapped his microphone or something. Oh, okay. I was... Sorry. Stop tapping your microphone. Uh, I was... I was- <laughs> <laughs> testing, testing. <laughs> Shut up, this week's this show. Week's You're already show. attacking me. <laughs> on this week's show. He didn't even say anything and we attacked him. <laughs> Let me get the intro out for God's sakes before we start. We hate him for his freedoms. That's what it is. Um, on this week's show, we're going to be talking about Godzilla versus Kong, as well as a bunch of news. And on this episode, our newsy. So he's going to introduce our news topics. Jammer. Yeah. Take Call me away. Batman. Batman. Because Batman started off as a newsie, as we all know. One of the oh, I Batman. thought you were going to say because one of the news topics is... Oh, no, I'm not that clever. Not that clever. No, uh, I go for the low-hanging fruit. That's what I, I do. Included so that. I wanted to do like a, a news for Nick segment because I know he loves Long Halloween. So this was going to be news for Nick. This is going to be... Yeah, he could do, you could take that story. You could take that story. I, I have zero desire to take that story. You, you got, it's all yours, Nick, when we get to... Actually, we're talking about it now. Nick, we're as the newsie, I'm passing it on to you. What can you tell us about Mr. Jensen Eccles? Let me pull what it was up that? In the article. I'm, I'm imagining him as like a German scientist. Do you at like in like is? a Peter Sellers <laughs> movie. Do you not know who he is? Yeah, I know, I know who, who he is. is. Know who yeah, is? I know oh. he's from Supernatural. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. I just like saying his okay. name like that. All right, look at anyway. Um, we're talking about Halloween Part One. Um, it's my favorite graphic novel, and it's getting the DC animated treatment next. Um, just like Dark Knight Returns, it's such a long and impressive and influential story that they're doing it in two parts. Um, for those unfamiliar with the story, I would say it's the biggest influence on uh, the Dark Knight, um, as it is basically there's a scene right in the comic that's direct, that Nolan ripped directly where it's the three men on the roof, Gordon, uh, Batman, and Dent, and they uh, all agree that no matter what happens to them, they need to take down crime in the city of Gotham. It's not particularly the Joker in the comic. It's actually a serial killer who only kills the mob and only does not holidays, hence the long Halloween. Um, But it's it's one of those stories like Hush that has every supervillain in it. Like like at Christmas, he has to catch the Joker. Obviously, uh, April is April Fool's, so we have to go talk to the Riddler. In fact, there's word that this comic is also influencing the Batman, which is how important it is. Um, to be clear, but, you mean the Batman, for the new live-action Yeah, the Batman new movie. The Batman, yeah. Starring Robert Pattinson. That's the Batman general. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I thought by throwing the in front of it, we were all obviously. I was. I talking just want to make sure the we're as clear as possible is the. because we can't assume that everyone listening knows everything that we do based on you know implications only. Everyone knows the DC is turning into the universe. They should just call like it, it the DC universe. I think it's called that. It's called TDCEU. <laughs> no, I don't think that that's the official name. I know it's not. It never. No, it's okay. not. Okay. The official name is the worlds of DC, which is right. malarkey and baloney yeah. and other words that aren't full swears. No, so anyway. it's all as clear as mud. <laughs> exactly. So what's the but news? The news is we got a voice cast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, like I said, Jensen Eccles from Supernatural is going to be your new Bruce Wayne. And under the Red Hood, he actually played uh, Red Hood slash Jason Todd. Jason Todd, yeah. So, um, uh, and unfortunately, one of the actress who plays Selena Kyle has passed. Uh, Naya Rivera from Glee actually died last July. Oh. Um, even, but apparently, at least for part one, I assume they recorded it all at once. Um, her and this was a while ago. This was this is yeah. probably I want to say 2019 is probably when they recorded. So it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, yeah, because you record long before you animate. Um, mm-hmm. And then we got. Uh, Josh Dumal as Harvey Dent. Interesting choice. He's like, really? I mean, like I said, this is the Dark Knight. So by the end of it, they're all broken. Just like by the end of, uh, oh th- yeah, Dark Knight, the Long Halloween. Um, Billy Burke as James Gordon. Titus Welliver as Carmine Falcone. Uh, I can't pronounce most of these names. David Dasmal Chain as Why you Calendar have Man. That's like your weakness. That's your kryptonite is yeah. pronunciation. I know this one's all names. Troy Baker <laughs> as Joker, Amy Landecker as Barbara Gordon, Julia Natheson as Gildan Dent, which is his wife, and then Jack Quaid as Alberto. Jack Quaid, I'm especially happy he's in this. And Alberto's a great role for him because uh, he's you know he's in the boys, but he has also done voice acting for uh, Star Trek uh, Lower Decks. So yeah, yeah. I don't know who most of these people are. I'm just happy this movie's finally happening. Um, like I said, it's my favorite Batman story. Um, and oh yeah, it's also being, it's written and directed by the same team that wrote and directed Superman, Man of Tomorrow, which I believe is one of their more recent so animated. Right? I have a question for you and you might not know the answer to this then. So Superman, Man of Tomorrow started off the new DC animated universe continuity. Do you know if this is supposed to be within that same continuity? I hope not, just because Why? like when they did the Dark Knight Returns, it was its own continuity because you know it's such a yeah famous story that to make it fit within the universe, you're gonna have to change it. I feel okay. like too much because this is a very Long Halloween is actually an unofficial sequel to, but it's in the same universe as uh, Batman Year Christmas. <laughs> No, Batman Year One. It's actually a continuation of that story where he's still young. Falcone has his scratch from one uh, from not Wonder Woman from Catwoman that he got in that Batman Year One comic. It's the same Gordon. It's the first one with Dent. So yeah, what do you guys think about um, this cast or even the Long Halloween becoming a one of their next animated flicks? I think it's um, pretty cool. I'm excited yeah. to. I'll, I'll watch it because I, I like the story for sure. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about. Mr. Eccles playing Bruce Wayne slash Batman. I like him in Supernatural, but I have a hard time. I don't know. I always thought for some reason his voice 
got progressively progressively raspier and supernatural and i always found it really weird sounds and like that to me I know that, but it just, it it always felt put on to me. It doesn't feel natural, Um, which I think is just, it might distract me. Maybe it won't. We'll see. Either way, I'll definitely check it out. So good cast overall, I'd say though. I will say, have you guys ever seen a picture of the cover or any of the art? It's by Tim Sale. It's my favorite Batman author. He has the incredibly long years. Mm -hmm. They're like, would look silly in this. I don't think they're using them in this, even though that's the main thing. Like, because Dark Knight Returns. Does that mean it's around? Does no, that mean you're out? Know. You said you said you said that if you don't care, you're out. I distinctly you didn't say that. Saying. He said it was one of your rules. Maybe I'm had. out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, they have an image, Hollywood Reporter, who made the announcement, and they never said it was from that. But I don't know why they'd show a different Batman animated image and not like a picture from the comic if it wasn't from the comic. But yeah, and then it disappoints me if they lose that. I even have a one of the Batman black and white statues. I have is the only way I could buy a Tim Sale Batman. And I have a long Halloween and a Dark Victory action figure, which are both Batman. Because Dark Victory is the direct sequel to this. That's where they kind of introduce Robin. And it's kind of like a trilogy right. um, from year one through Dark Victory or like his set his setup of Batman, but not Earth 2 or Earth 1 or whatever is the real Earth. Our Earth. I think that I do was want to give my only comment. I was going to be surprised that they didn't do. So they've already done year one. I will be interested to see if they continue on and do Dark Victory as the sequel. I think it'll probably be a while later, even if this is successful, because it took them forever it's, to do this. So it's been a long, yeah, been a long time since they did year one. I want to give uh, credit where credit is due on this. This was actually first reported back in 2019 uh, by Revenge of the Fans. And for those who don't know, that's the former site of former Los Fanboys co host, Mario Francisco Robles. So, oh, they congrats. broke it back when yeah. it was announced. Nice. Yeah, he broke it back so when it was. Or no, 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 he he broke it. This is two-year-old news, or at least the Jensen Eccles part of it is two-year-old news. The rest of the cast, I don't think he had it, but just the Jensen Eccles part. Oh, yeah. really? He even had the cast. Damn. Everybody. No, he only had he only had the Jensen Eccles part. Okay. I didn't know that because obviously the Hollywood yeah. Reporter is not like it used to be a rumor from blah 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 that we confirmed. No, it's like no, we are announcing. Yeah, they're they're shitty like that. So I just want to give credit where credit is due because of that. Like I hate that they never give credit to like the sites that announced it two years ago. Which I guess to their credit, there's so much stuff out there; it's hard to keep track of it. But you know, when I know someone who is connected to the actual breaking of the news and that when it happened that long ago, I think it's nice to give credit where it's due. Hells yeah! And that is Nick news or whatever <laughs> news for Nick. <laughs> I'll see you next Actually, time when there's Mission Impossible news. <laughs> really quick, Danny, no I have a question. Time. As someone who hasn't grown up in the U.S., when people do like the news thing and they go, is that is that like a trope that carries over across the yep. sea? It yep. is. Okay, I got it. I knew exactly what you meant. Yep, that's probably from okay. the um, probably from the years of TV and movies from from America. In fairness, but yes, that's definitely something that I I knew the reference. Jammer, you okay, buddy? Oh, uh, I also I also decoded the Morse code message you just sent, and I agree. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I must say one last thing. I, I, and I know Danny didn't comment because Danny's really only watched one of these still, right? Yeah, I was uh, just Danny's gonna. More, I was gonna say he's more of a you know, movie I, guy than he is a comic guy. Yeah, and you guys have been um, uh, start, or you have started my journey of the animated animated films. Uh, I've still got the list that Jonesy and Nick gave me a few weeks ago of where I should maybe 
you know, start the uh, the Batman experience and the animated ones. So, uh, so my question to you, then, Nick, would be: Would this be something that you, at the moment, that you would think would go to the top, or I should still watch the other ones first in in like um, story order, canon order kind of thing? Well, it's interesting because even with the one we had you watch, um, this is like Joni and I keep recommending Batman the animated series, and these are all none of these are related to Batman the animated series. Oh, I apologize. Um, okay, okay. Because uh, to be fair, Solo the Dragon, you got kind of lucky on because that was Bruce Tim type animation more than anyone else. And Bruce Tim was yeah. involved. He's the one who designed okay. the look for the animated series, which is simple enough for TV, but like it works really Stylized well. Stylized enough to look cool. Yeah. Sure. So you haven't even seen, I, this is definitely something I'd recommend as a Batman fan as far as a story, but I do recommend you eventually get into Batman the animated series because that was the main thing we were talking about when we talk about yeah. When we were recommending animated Batman, we're like, that's the show. Correct. That's the yeah. 90s show. That was what Batman was for like a decade. Okay. And I would say to bridge the gap, since you are more of a movie guy, I still say Mask of the Phantasm. Watch that. Okay. Oh, Which is part that. of the continuity. So I that's agree. actually yeah. a great idea. Yeah. Right. And it's probably easier that, to find. Go ahead and watch the animated series. It came out in theaters back in the 90s. Yes. I remember getting into an argument with my mom based on that. Like, she was like, let's go to the movies. And I said, okay. We were in the car. And she's like, what do you want to see? I was like, I want to see Batman. She's like, fuck you. I'm not going to see. She didn't say fuck you. But she said, fuck <laughs> me. I don't want to go see the cartoon. And she was like, what about? I don't know if it was like Beethoven, like roll over Beethoven. Like what was, what was it? <laughs> I don't think it was just called Beethoven. Beethoven. Called Beethoven. There's Beethoven seconds. No. I was like, no, I want to see this. And we got into like an actual, and I think I was young. I might've been like 10. Wow. If that, I just had a flashback. Like, what? To Shut Beethoven up, second. Beethoven? No, the romance. I mean, second. romance. I mean, jammer, not Chelsea. <laughs> about the, the the romantic scene between beethoven and the 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 girl dog and uh the song that was playing and i just remembered it it's it's what as was clear it? as day right now can you remember the song what was, what was it? it uh didn't you just say uh, it was clear how, as day? how'd it go you were like it's Started clear as day out and you were like, oh. the same old way that i look into your <laughs> something Wow. I remember none of this, thankfully. That's Jammer's I random memory, ladies and gentlemen, that was it. segment. The day I fall in love. That's what it's called. I don't know about it's you like guys, had... but all the dogs, all the dogs in my neighborhood just started barking when Jammer hit that high note then. <laughs> that was impressive. They're all reminded now of Beethoven. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Jonesy. You were saying something more relevant about your, your mom yelling at you. He has oh, told no, us the story she... before. Didn't you guys not even go to the movie because you raised such a fit? Yeah. She no, she was like. She was mad that we got into an argument about it, and I never apologized for arguing about it. So she was like, "We're not going to the movie." Sounds like fine, whatever. So I took it on the chin because I, I stuck with my guns. So you could have seen, you could have indulged in Beethoven second, but instead you're just or like, "I'm not going to see I'd rather have no movies. I disagree. No. Beethoven was a joy. The first yeah, man, two. Mask of the Phantasm is a classic. I agree. Classic. I agree. It's a better movie. I'm just saying you could have had a movie versus nothing. going home, right, sitting there nothing. in your room. Crossing your arms and facing the corner with your shoulders Playing with hunched. my Legos? Playing with my Legos? Mm-hmm. It sounds like a great day. Lego. Okay. Oh, Matt, Mask of the Phantasm that day. No, you know, you're lucky people. Class. You have Legos. I grew up with a single Lego brick, and I had to use my imagination on that thing. So yeah. There's many things it could be. So you should yeah. have had more Legos. That would have, that would have Lego. Been, I should have. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on. We've had, Lego. We've had enough. Uh, let <laughs> Unless you have anything else to say about the Batman movie, uh, Nick. Nah. Short nah. Christmas. I'm good. Short Christmas. That was actually the production title 
the uh, the working title that they use for short christmas <laughs> short christmas love it so great news ladies and gentlemen for those of you and by those of you i mean everybody who has seen knives out because it's a fucking awesome movie and if you haven't seen it you can pause this podcast go watch the movie and then come back i mean we're not going to spoil it but it's better than this podcast so definitely watch Please that don't leave. <laughs> for sure um no but it's uh, it's got it's got some great momentum going on we already knew the sequel was coming but really obviously since it's covid there hasn't been a lot in terms of overall updates uh plus, you know because covid gigs Plus he has other gifts. Busy man, he doesn't have to commit to this next. <clears throat> what else is he doing right now? Star Wars. Does he? He's but he's not really doing. Well, you don't is think he? he's working on a script for that? Like on and no, off. I, I, I think has no. Other independent projects. I mean, maybe on and off. It's true, but like, because I guess the thing is that for me, I think he is going to do it eventually. But I think that's like four movies away, five to yeah, ten but, years away. I don't know. I think you've started outlining. Anyway, we're maybe he did. Things. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. That's very possible. But uh, anyway, if you haven't checked out Knives Out, go watch it. But if you've been waiting for sequels like I have, it turns out that Netflix is is close to, to you know, crossing the T's and dotting the I's on a deal with Ryan Johnson to bring not one, not three, not four, but two sequels <laughs> to the streaming platform. Uh, it's going to be, obviously, Daniel Craig is reprising his role as Foghorn Leghorn. Um KFC. Oh, <laughs> like K- I said uh, CSI, CSI KFC. KFC. Uh, anyway, Benoit Blanc, as, as the character's actual name is. And uh, yeah, so there's going to be two movies coming out to Netflix, assuming this deal does go through. And the actual number behind it was $400 million. That's a lot of cheese. Um, and those they must. They, well, I've I'm seen both reported. 400. I've yeah. seen 450 yeah. also. I don't know if they've been haggling with price or what yeah and i'm assuming that's just you know just the rights to do it i i'm assuming that doesn't have to do with the budget not that the budget's going to be that ridiculous the first one costs 40 million dollars so i think these one will probably be in that range maybe like 60 to 70 just because why not but i don't think it's going to be huge uh budget breakers but it's a well-known property film fans love it mystery fans love it has a, a great and fun tone to it i seriously can't say enough positive things about the movie it's just it was so well crafted so well acted so like it managed to have a legit mystery. it managed to be a legit mystery while still like being kind of tongue-in-cheek about it like it wasn't a parody but it was still kind of gave knowing nods so it really had a delicate balance there with how it, its tone was handled and i think it's just done so well so uh danny you've been nodding along yes, this entire time how do you feel about <laughs> netflix taking the franchise away from your precious movie theaters well i i to answer that question i don't think they are i think we're there will it will be a um a joint release thing because these films are going to be what they're shooting did i read that it's shooting this summer or First starting one, shooting, shooting really this quick. summer mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so, i think it's shooting this june and then casting is beginning right away yeah i think it's yeah a, i think it's a great a, I think it's a great catch. There's obviously a huge amount of love for that film. And I was nodding along with you, Jam, because I t- completely agree with you. I think it's a fantastic film. Um, and uh, with the budget being as low as it probably will be to to make the movies, 
I think the goal is for Netflix to release this on the big screen as well as at their home. They've done that before. And I'm speaking from my experience here. I've been to the movies here and had the Netflix logo come up on the big mm-hmm. screen just before I've watched it. So it's not something that they haven't done or they don't do. And so from that point of view, I think I think it's pretty smart. I, there will there'll be people that will be happy that they can watch it at home. But when this film is probably scheduled for release, so maybe early next year, maybe even late this year, I'm, I'm not quite sure, obviously, um, that the movie will be open shall i say touching wood and fingers crossed etc so from their point of view from financially i think it's great i think they're gonna get money from the big screen and uh, and certainly have a lot of interest in their in their netflix subscriptions not being cancelled so i think it's smart super excited for me as a movie fan i think it's great can't wait to have a couple more films especially if they're as good as the first one was or is there's no way they're going to do a a wide release for it though probably just like limited Alamo Draft House usually carries every Netflix movie like Mank yeah but I know that 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 affects that affects that's what I mean that that affects you and me like you and me we're neck we're close to an Alamo Draft House so that's totally fine but I mean like for normal human people who are in the middle of Pullman Washington for example and there's just one theater random theater that and that's it with it within you know 15 miles or 30 miles it's like is it going to show there or are they just no, gonna have to no. go to Netflix? So well, I was agreeing with you. It's because Al- Alamo Draft House is like one of the only kind of places that shows. We we have here the, the big cinema chains here. We've got three main ones that run across the whole of the Middle East uh, and into parts of India and Pakistan as well. Those are the big chain ones, and those are the ones that will be showing this film. They're the ones that I've seen Netflix produced films or Netflix Netflix rights films, whatever the the deals are. So I think outside of the US, there's probably a wider reach, a wider big screen reach than than maybe you guys are having in the US for Netflix films so that's that why i sense. think it's it's kind of smart financially because uh, you will get those people do it so jonesy i have a question for you the question is mm-hmm. you know obviously we mentioned daniel craig is coming back as is johnson no word on any other actor coming back is there any character that you would like to see other than daniel craig return in any way shape or form for the story would you like to see maybe a lakeith stanfield or that other guy whose name i always forget who's his co-cop his partner or uh you know maybe <laughs> The other co-writer of whatever. Um, is he a co-writer of the story? I don't think he's, he's a co-writer, co-writer of the movie. most of Ryan Johnson's films all the way. But back not this to one. Brick. I think he, he might. Maybe not this one. I have to look at it. Because like, anyway, he, basically everything except for Star Wars, he's been heavily involved with. He's usually an actor, too, like in this. Right. Anyway, any other character that you would like to see it come back in any way, shape or form for the sequel? Uh, so I feel like I'm tempted both ways. I would like to see like little cameos like a universe building, but I also would like to see a different story. So probably for the third one, I'd want to see, I want to see the second one be like a new story, a new mystery for uh, Daniel Craig. And then maybe in the third one, they start bringing some of those back. So I want them to be gone long enough for me to. Okay. Okay. So no, no, Ana de Armas coming back for you yet. Not for the second one. No, maybe for the the second one. one. Yeah. I think for the kind of disappointing because he kind of coined her as, as his Watson and now Watson's gone. Well, that's the only reason I would bring her back. What if he yeah. does like hire her because she's so good at and she, almost she's so like, good she's at committing rich. crimes. She yeah. has rich. She's rich, so he's nothing better to do now, right? She's, she's more like, like oh, his Batman. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I think I kind of want to do off of these stories, every time I hear a story like this, especially about Netflix, I want to interview either an economist or somebody that just does movie 
um, statistics and all of that stuff, because I want to know the finance, how this works. Like what is the value to Netflix versus when do they have to raise their prices versus what do they need to break? Because every time we hear stories, I always want to know, like, what are the economics that make it to spend $450 million on what are essentially like, if they go with the same budget, $80 million worth of yeah, that's a good question. I, I'm not sure anyone knows the answer at this point. I mean, I guess there's lots of speculation, a lot of third-party services, but it's kind of impossible to tell what leads directly to a subscription and how long a subscription is kept and all that stuff. But I don't know, maybe in about five years when we all have $35 Netflix subscriptions, we'll finally understand. Right. <laughs> we'll yeah. finally yeah. understand. Yeah. So. I mean, I kind of love... I love it. And it's just a weird space that we can look at a Justice League and you're like, okay, success for Warner Brothers is just purely in subscription dollars, like getting people to watch HBO Max. What is success for this movie um, or the movie that we're going to be talking about later on, Godzilla versus Kong, right? This is a franchise for them. So what is success in this environment? So here's my question for you, Nick. Nick, you are a writer. You know, you're, you're, you're the guy who likes to throw words together into some semblance of a story. Voice of a generation. So where would you send Benoit Blanc neck next? Neck? I don't know where I put his neck. Um, I don't know. I I like the idea though of doing, is it, what's the guy from, is it Perret? What's, what's the guy in the uh, Death of the Nile, which is what they're doing next? Oh yeah. Hercule Poirot. Poirot. Yeah. I, I just want to see it done like that. Like, he could be anywhere in the world solving a mystery. Oh, so he could like, be anywhere. Make- so you want to see him like in, you want to see him in the Czech Republic. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know why I thought about that. I, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, no, but like, I definitely don't think we'll see him anywhere near the last one. Like, there won't be, see like, he won't be bumping into universal oh, characters yeah. because he's just in the same, I don't remember what state or town that thing took. Was it even the South? He's from the South, but I don't think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, he is. It was like East Coast or Upper East yeah. Coast. No, yeah, the, it was def- it was like Connecticut or something. Yeah, but then they say I, something about like he's just one of the most famous. Oh yeah, he's, like detectives, he's which is why he was hired anonymously, but we know who hired him right. at the end of the movie. So yeah, I'd like to see him um, just anywhere. I don't think you need to bring back any characters. Um, though it'd be nice if she was like his Watson. That'd be pretty brilliant on the Armas. But that's I think the other key to the movie is who they get because Daniel Craig is that character is great. But he needs the right. Well, I'm sure the writing's there, but he also needs the right cast to bounce off of. And I yeah, think you keep an, one Avenger actor in everyone. So maybe Chris Evans and have them be the, the killer. One. Have them be the killer every single time. <laughs> Just, <laughs> it becomes a tradition. It was Chris Hemsworth. It was Robert Downey yeah. Jr. All along. No, but like I agree. That's that's. I think that's um. It really is key to make sure you surround with people because the way it was structured, it was like. She was the main character. Ana de Armas was the main character. And the family is she... almost more interesting than him some of the times. Yeah. That's like the thing he's is, interesting, he, but he low key. He was basically, he was the spice in, in the sauce, whereas everything else was like the actual meal. Like he added to it in a great way, but he wasn't necessarily like what made it great. He was just, he added extra stuff to it, extra flavor. So yeah, it isn't really important who they get and what that story is and how it all plays out and how it connects with Blanc himself. And that being said, I have complete faith in Ryan Johnson when he's doing his own thing. But I also have complete faith of him whenever he's doing a Star Wars movie. But I like the Star Wars also. But like uh, Brothers Bloom is still, I like even better I still than need Looper. to see that. It's so good. It's basically, I don't like it Looper. Be, it's totally the same universe as this. I'm convinced that maybe he could run into Brothers Bloom characters. 
I think what Netflix should do is take advantage of their franchise abilities and they should have Benoit Blanc solve a mystery in the Christmas Prince universe and like all of those Christmas movies. Fuck off. That would be just glorious. I just thought before you, but I love the Christmas hell. Prince. They should, oh, they should definitely have him cross over with almost all their movie franchises. Like, isn't the Santa Claus Chronicles or whatever the fuck them? No, Solve that's, the that's, murder that's of higher a... quality. That's higher quality. No, tier no, no. Christmas not movie that than a Christmas this Prince. movie, though. So that would be like him solving the murder of Mrs. Claus. <laughs> it's like, who did this? Who killed her with the hammer? And then like all of the elves put the hammers behind their back as they're working on toys. <laughs> but it was Pierce oh, Brosnan all along. I think they should put more Bond actors into these. Why? I'm surprised That's, you haven't gotten the Mission Impossible. Yeah, I thought you wanted to be an Avenger. I yeah, think they should all have Mission Impossible actors. Timothy Dalton. Bing Rames is the next one. He's alive, right? Bing Rames Who? is very much alive. No, Tim Timothy Dalton. I know. Yeah, he's yeah. alive. Because, like, yeah, like I don't know. I guess Edgar Wright already did it, but anyone oh, else remember? Pierce Brosnan's DC Universe now. I think that one these was last week, or was that this week? Uh, I think that, that was, was last, last week. week. Okay, we just didn't do it. So no, I don't know. I'm Doctor excited for these, King. and I'll probably talk about during Godzilla versus Kong, but. If you give me a movie at home, even I decide even if it costs money and it's at theaters the same day, I'm gonna choose home every time. My 40 inch TV rules? is good enough. <laughs> like Godzilla versus Kong helped me realize that. Where it's like I'm not going to the Suicide Squad. I'm not going to Black Widow. I'd pay to see it at home rather than pay to see it in theaters. So I think it's perfect that Netflix is picking up these movies. Yeah, I mean I'm kind of I'll fuck it. I'll see it. I'll see it in theaters. What the hell am I saying? I have a fucking Alamo Draft Horse right around the corner. I'm gonna go see it there. And then I'll watch it on Netflix afterwards. What's a draft horse? I was wondering <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> All right. What's on a that draft note, horse? On that talking note. Talking isn't uh, easy, is it, Jammer? Talking is hard. I'm not going to lie. So you ever have those moments? rides, a draft horse. So you know what? Here's what it is. I have, you ever have those moments where like there's a part of your gums that is like really sensitive. Like it's just like, like it's semi swollen and sensitive just for no reason for like a couple of days and then it goes away for like six months to a year. No, am I the only one who does that? You mean that like herpes. Uh, herpes? Yeah, <laughs> you mean herpes? No, no. Cold anyway. sores. It's not a cold yeah. sore. I think it's basically like, sore. it's basically, I just should have been <laughs> flossing back there. And then now it's finally, you know, come come around and-, and well, That's me every me time. I mean, that's me every day. I go to the dentist, they're like, have you been flossing? I was like, yeah, for the past <laughs> week to try to not get in trouble this week. <laughs> I went to the dentist this week, so it's relevant. My point is, my gums. Nick, why are your gums inflamed? Because <laughs> I was trying every to time happy. they're like, that could cause heart disease, and I'm like, yeah, the flossing's boring. But my my point <laughs> is that the bottom of my the bottom part of my my gums is really uh kind of swollen, so I'm having difficulty talking. So that that's the reason for that. So that's my Alamo draft every show. You, you were telling that's a very long thing. story for why we should feel bad for you because you're flubbing words, and I got it. I got it. All right. <laughs> Well, as you all know, uh, Ryan Johnson is equipped eventually to maybe eventually take on a Star Wars movie. But until then, we have lots of amazing TV shows that we get to enjoy, including the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series, of course, starring Ewan McGregor. We've known for a million years that he's coming back to take on the role. And as you know, we here at LRM Online reported, I want to say last June, Hayden Christensen is also returning as none other than Darth Vader. and uh, But he's not alone. He is not alone, obviously. There's going to be more than two people in the series. And we have a full cast list, courtesy of Lucasfilm themselves. Uh, in addition to 
McGregor and Christensen. We also have Moses Ingram. We have Joel Edgerton, who I'm assuming is coming back to play Uncle Owen, which is cool. I'm interested to see how Uncle Owen is going to play into the story. Yeah. So for those who don't know, he played Owen in episode three, literally just a shot, because why not? I mean, that was before he was famous. But anyway, um, we have Bonnie P.S. or Peace. We have Kumail Nanjiani, Indira that was Varma. What interested me. Wait, so before you move on, so Bonnie yeah. was Baru. Yeah, they're both. Oh, there. was that Baru? Okay. okay. Obviously, because they don't die. Till- we know when they die. Yeah. <laughs> they're one of those Star Wars <laughs> characters that we know when they perished. Spoiler. What if, what if this basically twists it like Maleficent, where it's like that wasn't them, and they go off on their own adventure doing other things the entire <laughs> time? Is that how the Maleficent plot? I, really I don't like care. <laughs> oh, I'm saying Maleficent because they just twist what we know into something that is completely different. Yeah, but this is Star and Wars. It- you can't have any creativity in Star Wars. It's all set. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, Rupert Friend is also joining the cast along with O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sung Kang, Simone Kessel, and Benny Safdie. Uh, Nick, out of all of these actors, Kumail Nanjiani is the one that really appealed to you. Tell it's us why. I knew besides Joel Edgerton. Oh, was that the reason Plus why? He, I just like, like, it's following the rule that I like. It's not a rule, but like, it's cool. We're it's seeing like a more Nick, and more Nick doll inspired rule making. No, no, it's no, like, no, no. It's, I, Lucas it's, it's like, just, we have this rule. Yeah, we have the doll rule here at Disney. Um, <laughs> no, it's just it's fun to see Marvel and Star Wars actors bounce back and forth. Mm. As far as Kamal, just like um, the villain of uh, Winter Soldier, you know, bounced right out of Han Solo. I mean, Solo was what? Star Wars story. Who in Winter Soldier? I mean, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, you're talking about the Enfys girl, the young girl. Yeah, Enfys Nest, who's now part of that organization. Yeah. Yeah. You say Winter Soldier. I was like, Sebastian Stan? Maybe I forgot to say Falcon. My bad. But like Sebastian Stan, it would be cool to say and play Luke as we like seen in the past. But um, no, I don't know. I just, I think the series will be awesome, hopefully. Cause I mean, you really as much as that. I hate the Skywalker saga, I love Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, but, and a lot of people are complaining. It's like, are we going to see 10 year old Luke? And it's like, I don't know. Probably. I'd rather not him not be seeing I agree, Uncle Owen probably. and Aunt Brew at all. Um, but this it's already like, I don't know. I really what I really don't want to see is Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. That's just they keep yeah, can screwing you, can up. You imagine? I don't understand I don't quite understand how it's gonna work as Darth Vader. Well, it could be he could be just he could just be a flashbacks or whatever. Because if it's not flashbacks, it's gonna be weird hearing his voice coming out of that helmet and not James Earl Jones. Well, they would do James Earl Jones. It would just be. I know that. Yeah, they would do. James I know. It's just like why I have him walk around in the costume. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to there find out. Flashbacks, Anakin, in some way, and yet we've seen every. They've only no. If there's only one scene between them in continuity before he gets the suit, like he shows up, they so fight, I think and then he's in the suit. Do is they're going to make a lot of people upset, and what I think they're going to do is they're going to show him outside of the suit because if you read the comic books, there are lots of scenes with him getting more legs, getting new arms, um, having different cybernetics attached to his body. Um, he spends a lot of time outside of the suit in the comic. So oh, I think that oh. might be why you get some of this stuff. But I think the thing that will mess that up for people is now people will have like an X-Men timeline question of how do you get from James McAvoy to Patrick Stewart in like a 10 year time span? So the same way you're going to be looking at these movies going, how the fuck do you get from Hayden Christensen to, I can't think of the guy that played him in Return of the Jedi in such a short time span. So people are going to have to suspend their disbelief well, if 
that's what they end up and obi-wan and joel egerton the 20 years technically edgerton edgerton this is 10 years after sith but someone was complaining about the uh uncle owen not aging enough i'm like technically he's aged 10 years since we've last seen him the actor himself yeah not even technically he just has no no exactly yeah even more than the time that's passed in the universe um but yeah there still is like that whoa tatooine really fucks people up like you know comparing like <laughs> that's that sun yeah sand it gets little. everywhere i hate it all the crevices uh jonesy is there anyone on this cast list Yo. that stands out to you no i'm just curious are they going to kill sung kang and then try to figure out how to retcon that later to bring him back because that's han from the fast and furious movies um, i know <laughs> someone wrote up so the story like that where it's like that. A character who played Han is now in the Star Wars universe. And I'm like, very clever. And so his name is actually um, on his driver's license, Han Solo. So that's his canonical name. And yes, I promise. Oh my God. That's his name in the fat. It's either the Fast and Furious or Better Luck Tomorrow. I think he's the same character in Better Luck Tomorrow. Star Wars. Yeah. Fast and the Furious. Crossover. That's how they get Fast and Furious in space, which is the rumor of the next one. Sucked into a wormhole. I think it's strangest thing. It takes Dom into that's a basically far, far away. That's really weird because that basically makes Earth canon in the Star Wars universe, and I'm pretty sure Earth doesn't exist in the Star Wars universe. Period. Why? In my mind, it's a long time in my a galaxy far, far away. Oh, I see. Yeah, it has to be far away from something, presumably from ours. Touche. Okay. All right. In a single <laughs> sentence, you have changed my mind. <laughs> you have changed my mind. Good job. Danny, is there anyone else on this list that sounds uh, interesting to you in terms of cast? Only for me, you and McGregor. I fucking love this guy as an actor. And so any, anybody else is just going to be um, uh, sprinklings on his wonderful cake, so to speak. <laughs> I think he's awesome. I think this guy is fantastic. I, I even love watching the documentaries he's, that he does with, the, with his motorbikes and stuff. I think the guy is fantastic. So if he's signed on and if he's agreed to do this, I'm, I'm 100% confident it's going to be a great time. Whatever they decide to do with the story, and however they decide to guitar. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. At the same time, as much as I love him, I fucking hate him because he's such a talented guy. <laughs> he is, he yeah. can do everything, and he's man, and he's you know got a lightsaber. I mean, love the guy. Yeah, it but seems I'm like a decent envious as fuck. Like all of that stuff. True. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So if he's in it, uh, Jammer, then I'm sold straight away. As soon as he said it was uh, uh, a signed deal for him to be rep- reprise his role as Obi Wan, boom, I'm in. Sold. Done. As soon Don't as care he who said anybody hello else. Hello there, is. Danny was in. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, that was pretty good. That was 45 minutes in before we went. <laughs> you missed an there. opportunity there, Nick. It should have been you had me at hello there. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, so my favorite part is that Daniel was restraining himself earlier when you were talking about your guns. Like I could see Daniel be like, oh, I don't want to. Talking about on. what? So <laughs> I almost Damn made a guns. comment out Danny thing where it's like Kamal is the frosting, and then everyone else is sprinkle <laughs> on top. He sees the frosting on you, McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, check your watches. Oh god! Oh, sync, yep. Synchronize, synchronize. Okay. That was forty-two minutes. minutes. That actually took a oh. while, or about forty minutes. Well, well, the first yeah, ten so. minutes was was um our our regular um nonsense. The the listener didn't get to enjoy that. I don't think pre-show bullshit. Yeah, the pre-show bullshit. So, uh, any last words or things that you want to talk about 
in regards to Star Wars or Obi-Wan Kenobi? Are we going to manage to go this entire time without actually bringing up you know what? Well, I'd I'd like to fire a question at you guys. Um, And it's one that I put on to our uh, Discord channel. Um, No one has got back with a, a, uh, shall we say, an an interesting response yet. So the listener and you three with me today. With the abundance of new Star Wars shows coming at us, I know, Nick, you and I had a, a little bit of a chat about this. What do you guys think of the future of the films moving forwards with all the new TV shows? It's with respect to things being in canon. So, Jammer, you mentioned earlier with Ryan Johnson, maybe on the back burner, but it will come but three or four years because all the TV shows are going to be canon, which makes it very difficult to make films right now without knowing what's taking place in all the TV shoes, uh, TV, TV shoes. Now I've got something in my gums. That's because I don't (laughs) floss enough, apparently. (laughs) I don't floss enough. Now I'm fucking up my words. Um, Am I seriously the only one who has that problem where their gums randomly swell at random times? Is it not yes. even weather related? Well, well, although I mean, mine just did. I've heard, lots of peop- I've heard that lots of people have heard it's not just. <laughs> it's not. Okay. So, yeah, what do you guys think? New TV shows affect the films in any great way, big way, good way, bad way? I just hope you that wait the, longer, next films, what do you think? the next films are in a galaxy farther and farther away than what we've been dealing with because I just don't want them to connect. I know I'm, that's foolish of me, um, but it's going to it's gonna happen. I've been waiting for it. It's not going to happen, though, because as the Mandalorian proved connecting them makes fans wet themselves with joy. And, you know, be it, you know, like I should deprive fans from enjoying things. So if they want to go ahead and do that, I guess they can do that. Uh, And I think that's, they pretty much have set the stage for them to keep on doing stuff like that because fans love it. So I think they'll find a way to make it fit into the timeline. I don't think they'll go out of their way to make things too distant as much as I want them to. So what you would like then is for the films to be set away from the TV shows, basically, because the TV shows all look like they're going to be connected. And so why not? Why not have the films in the same galaxy, but just a little bit further away uh, and keep the TV shows as 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 canon, so to speak, have them all linked and intertwined somehow? Well, one of them is different. I mean, like High Republic, right? yeah but they'll find a way to connect it they'll find a way you know yoda's gonna be in there yeah yoda's gonna be walking around going and doing his thing years younger i am (laughs) still old gross i look no cane we're gonna see yoda we're gonna see some we're gonna see things that were mentioned before that gonna connect and be like oh that connects to the thing that's a part of the thing and then everyone's gonna be like yeah exactly the the the, uh, freaking once upon a time in hollywood meme uh, so yeah, that's going to happen. And I'm just going to have to accept it and get over it. Um, so yeah, Jones, I think they will connect. I fell off toilet and now prophecy I have. <laughs> slide back to the future reference. And Oh, wow. That was a slide reference. He makes up the, pro- <laughs> the prophecy. He just makes it up. He's like, there'll be a chosen one someday. <laughs> Maybe in 200 years. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm of two minds about it. Like I'm, I agree with Jammer. Like I, I feel like I switch positions every time we talk about this. I, I am tired of the Skywalker saga. Like I'm just done with it. I'm over with. What I do like that the Mandalorian did was Star Wars Rebels. So characters from that. So you got to see uh, folks from the Clone Wars slash Star Wars Rebels, and you got you might get to see more of that. And so it will be connected, but not necessarily to the Skywalker saga. So for me, yeah. getting to see Ahsoka Tano on mandalorian was awesome and i wished that 
that is the direction that they've gone with the movies because I feel like what they were trying to do with Ray, they actually did a much better job with throughout the course of the Clone Wars with Ahsoka Tano. Like she is that character. And in fact, she's a stronger character to me. I hate talking about last Rise of Skywalker, but she wanted to be a Jedi uh, in Rise of Skywalker and all sort of stuff. But Ahsoka to me was a stronger character because she saw what the Jedi were and she rejected that and chose her own path. And so to me, that's a more interesting character. And I, I love seeing her story. So, for, so Danny, to answer your question, that's the story that I want to see going forward. Somebody who chooses their own path and it's divergent than what we've seen. So going back to The Last Jedi, that's kind of where I thought that they were going to go with that story of like, here are the mistakes that they made and here are the things that we're going to do better going forward. And that's what she's done. So that's the story that I want. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good too. Yeah, that's all I have for that, uh, Jammer. Star Wars, just uh, tying back to what we're trying to uh, uh, get the conversation for people on Discord. Mm, okay. Anyone else have anything they want to share in regards to Star Wars? Negative. No? All right. Well, as you may have yeah. known, several months back, God, I, it may have been pre-COVID. No, it wasn't pre-COVID. There's no way it was pre-COVID. Um, there was a, a Power... Yeah, right? Powerpuff series, Powerpuff Girls series that was announced that was going to be popping up at the CW because they like to take things that, you know, we watched as kids and age them up, i.e. Riverdale, i.e. anything else. Uh, and they're doing the same thing with the Powerpuff Girls. Uh, the Powerpuff Girls, as you know, they are, you know, these little pint-sized superheroes back in Cartoon Network, and they save the world against the likes of Mojo Jojo and many other quirky, really weird, fun villains. And uh, yeah, they spent most of their the days pre boys. the rowdy rough boys. <laughs> they spent most of their Sorry, I forgot what? about that. It's been a long time since I watched it. I remember Mojo okay. Jojo. I didn't remember the rowdy rough boys. I remember yeah. that. And there was actually also a Powerpuff Girls anime that wasn't very good. It was called Powerpuff Girls Z. Not very good. Very boring. <laughs> um, yeah, it was boring. Anyway, it's coming to the CW, and it takes place years later after you know they're they're twenty something years old. And they have lost their childhood to the world of crime and they regret it. They're pretty upset about it. And so that's the story we're going to be following in it's the CW. And I expect it's live action. Yes, to be clear, it is live action. So I expect there will be all sorts of random sex throughout. I'm expecting this With to be Mojo Riverdale, Jojo. essentially. With Mojo Jojo. Yeah, obviously. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> and we have. <laughs> Suddenly I'm interested. And we. Yeah, Jones right. It's like, a lot more interesting now. <laughs> uh, and it looks like we have a, uh, a cast, or at least the starts of a cast. We have Donald Faison. And for those who don't know, he played that one guy from Remember the Titans. Y'all know what I'm talking about there. But obviously, more famously, he was in Scrubs. <laughs> he Tur played Turkington or Turkleton. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, Turk. Yeah, he played him. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's going to be Professor Utonium, the, the guy who was very, very careless in his lab safety and uh, basically just shattered a vial. Shattered a vial of chemical X all up into his, oh, you know, his cocktail of, of, of shit. Sugar, what is it? Oh, okay. spice, everything nice. Anyway, that's he's not the only one that was announced. We also got the Powerpuff Girls themselves that have been announced. We have. Oh, that was a few months ago, but. Oh, was that a few months ago? Okay, I don't well, know who they are, so might as well bring He's up joining a cast that includes Chloe Bennett as Blossom, 
Dove Cameron as Bubbles and Yana Peralt as Buttercup. So, Danny. Oh, wait, you have nothing to contribute to this. I got nothing. Jonesy. (laughs) Jonesy, how do you feel about the casting of uh, Professor Utonium? So, generally speaking, uh, I think the cast is interesting. I also did not know until recently that this is a Berlanti show. So all of the CW superhero shows are his. And so this is going to be one of them. So if you know the tone of like the Flash or um, Arrow, basically the Arrowverse shows. Legends uh, of Tomorrow, I bet it's wackier than... Uh, to be fair, Riverdale also is Greg Berlanti. Yeah. Riverdale is also Greg Berlanti. Yeah. And that is nothing like those shows. That's true. That's true. Um, maybe, so I think you're right when you're talking about like the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So this will probably be a perfect mix for him, uh, getting to delve into those two worlds. Uh, I like Donald Faison. It'll be interesting to see him as Professor Utonium. I, given that the girls are grown up, it seems weird because he seems relatively young. To oh, that's because he last saw him in Scrubs like 15 years ago, dude. That was my thought exactly with Joe. I thought the same thought as Jonesy. I'm like, he doesn't look. Well, how old is he? See, so I don't know. And let's be real, he doesn't have to be an actual parent. Age. Well, I guess he does. Well, he uh, does. Because he was, he was parent no, he in the original. So I know that there are any number of reasons that you can make up, like the chemical X made them age faster or something like something No, because they like came that. out, they came out, they didn't come out at age one. They came out like age eight or however old they were. They didn't grow up. They were just, they came out full okay. form. Right. Okay. And then they're Am I wrong? like, what, 30s, early 30s, late 20s, early 30s? They're, they're 20 somethings. I think they're 20 somethings. They're 20 somethings. So 15 years. So that would make him, he'd have to be like 45, 50 at least. And he's 46 in real life. Oh, damn. So it works. Yes. It works. The math uh, does not lie. Math doesn't lie. Um, I like the cast. I like Chloe Bennett a lot. I think you're going to get a lot of people, depending on how. I think the Buttercup thing is the most not necessarily interesting i it is interesting to me that you would cast a black woman as the angry powerpuff girl oh shit <laughs> and i feel like somebody's gonna say something about that um but we'll have to see how that plays out like maybe she's gotten over her anger issues and bubbles is the angry one now um so yeah probably interesting it's a good cast i'll probably watch it yeah i'll I watch really the like first cartoon growing five ep- i'll watch the first three episodes oh i loved it growing up too i thought it was great and i liked the movie that came out too but um I didn't really, uh, I haven't watched it since 2003, maybe. I don't know when it came out or when it ended, but I probably just watched oh, the first few seasons of that. So hold on a sec. I was, I scrolled down, looked at the TV line um, casting list. And so they said Peralt, her buttercup was the rebellious badass of the Powerpuff Girls in its heyday. More sensitive than her tough exterior suggests, Buttercup has spent her adulthood trying to shed her Powerpuff Girl identity and live an anonymous life. I'm curious, um, are they going to have her like have gone through therapy and changed a little bit? I think that would be more, I'm sure they're going to get to the fighty fighty, but I think a more interesting show is, yeah, even like a little bit of the Winter Soldier thing where they have to go around and not necessarily apologize. But like, like, you know, she's like getting coffee with Mojo Jojo and I talk about the old days and you still have him like, you know, animated like Gorilla Groot or something, Grodd. But, you know, it's not Grodd. actually fighting each other. It's just like, hey, uh, remember the time I kicked your ass? It's like, I remember the time I almost took over the world? And it's just like, that's the show. She's like, you never almost took over the world. Yes, I fucking did, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then they kill you. move on there. Shall we get back to sex? What the fuck? I uh, expect that. 
<laughs> Cordy brought it up earlier. Suddenly I'm interested it. again. Oh yeah, you brought I it. it up. I didn't bring it up with him, but you know that's <laughs> if they want to level up from from the sex the the the, the age limits in uh, Riverdale having high schoolers you know have sex with their teachers. I guess the next level is you know interspecies sex. So with also age difference. <laughs> I mean, is there age difference? No, no, Jojo is an adult. <laughs> is he though? Yeah. No. Is he though? Show. I don't know. I think he's, he's an ape. He was the same as them. Like, like he was, he was, yeah, he was a yeah, he, an ape that was yeah. exposed to. I forget what happened. Something happened to him and made him smart. And then he Chemical was a smart. Some, ape. Yeah. Someone exposed himself to an ape and he got what? <laughs> Damn it! An ape exposed himself. Sorry, I should keep jumping in and out of this conversation. <laughs> it's random. Someone exposed so, himself to an ape. <laughs> here's here's the other thing I'll say because I know Danny hasn't hasn't seen it, so I'm going to take his turn. I'm going to say this. The thing that I'm more interested in the show is like I really like the cast. I'm really curious who they're going to get as villains in the first season. Or if they're going to go back to that pool of folks, are we going to get like the Amoeba Boys and the Rowdy mm. Rough Boys and like all of those uh, like Fuzzy Lumpkins and all those folks? Like, what are they going to do? Um, I feel I like Princess Morbucks has to be in the show. So who? Yeah. Uh, she Princess was the who? little girl Morbucks. She was she was the one with the red hair and the crown. I have to look that up. I don't remember that one. At least not by name. I she think basically looked like them, in the show. but like a brat. Oh yeah, I remember her. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I tell you what. Yeah. One character that is going to be interesting if they tackle is going to be very different if they do. Is him? Was that the character? The devil? Yeah. It was basically like a like a cross dressing devil, or it was very like sexually ambiguous devil. Yeah. Why do you think they very can't do that on CW when they did it on Cartoon Network? I mean that was twenty years ago versus now. But that was Cartoon Network. See that weird ago. shit going on. Twenty years ago though, but I mean like because it's I don't know it's it's more socially. What acceptable if they handled it with for... taste? I understand what you mean now about it's not about okay. being appropriate for audiences. It's about it's yeah, it's about the political climate and, yeah. and 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 a change in you know what we what we're accepting of as a society. Well, if they made one of the Powerpuff Girls gay, surely they do. Yeah. They kind of surely have they to will for diversity. Surely, I yeah. mean, they don't have to, but well, I mean, I mean they probably yeah. will. Yeah. <laughs> I was Makes expecting sense. you to say more, and you had no embellishment. You're like, ah, they will. Surely. Uh, surely. Any last thoughts about about this, Nick? Do you have any last nuggets to add to the Powerpuff Girls news? I probably won't watch it, but I'll wait for the trailer. Fuck it you. looks like other CW shows. Is I it a rule that it. you won't watch uh, any CW show that doesn't include Batman? No, that's the John Constantine rule in this. I've only seen oh, Legend okay. of Tomorrow. And I, the only other episodes I've seen are the Arrow episodes with John Constantine. We need John to Constantine. start writing down these Nick Dogg. This isn't a rule this time. He said it. No. I just, I'm not even interested. <laughs> they don't even have a version of Batman except for like no. Infinite Worlds, Earths, Batman do they? Batman ears. No, Batman short ears, short no, short short years. Years. Yeah. Anyway, the CW thing isn't the rule. I just love Constantine and don't have time for a whole sure, universe sure. of shows. With it's like, I don't have time for a universe effects. of shows that doesn't include Constantine. It's a Constantine or bust. Constantine or bust with me. Yeah, I probably wouldn't even watch a Batman show because I didn't even. I made it through like two seasons of Gotham and was like, eh. Yeah. I agree with that. But that wasn't a Batman show. Well, it's, it's, it's hits it all the points was. that it would normally hit with me where I'm like, at least I'm getting my villains. Normal. If I, it was like it was, it was the worst version of a small. Yeah, no, I agree. But like, like, like normal, the proto version of all these people, and then you, yeah. 
I agree about that. It's just normally back in the day, it's like that's definitely a show Nick watches all of because it's Batman adjacent and Mm. it has Harvey Bullock as a character. Yeah, (laughs) but yeah. All right. Uh, are we gonna want to tackle this this Wonder Woman story, or do you guys want to move on to Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong? I mean, we can mention it. Connie Nielsen was like, "Hey, this movie didn't do our people criticize it because of the delay, not because it was a bad movie." Uh, she's wrong. It was a bad movie. Yeah, disagree with her. <laughs> That's the story. Uh, she basically okay. The story was to be clear. <laughs> it was because it was delayed and therefore had expectations built around it. Also, that it was a sequel to a very successful movie and it will always be compared to it. So that's what she said. <clears throat> I agree. It would always, makes a little it would sense. always be true. Yeah, it would always be true because the first one was good that compared to its predecessor. That's every fucking movie. Yeah, every same with anticipation compared to the first one. Like, I mean, yeah. we'll get into what we all think about Godzilla, but that would be affected by exactly the same thing. Not the sequel part, but it's like people have been waiting for it because it got delayed a year. It's going to be the same about all what she's saying should be. We're, apparently, we're going to dislike every movie that was delayed <laughs> what by What she be saying is. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It would apply to everything. Because like those got pushed back too. So now yeah. the hype is huge and no one's going to like yada yada movie. Godzilla versus yeah. Kong. All right, Godzilla versus Kong. Let's hop right into... Oh, well, before we get... Oh, wait, no. No, no, no. I was, I was finishing his sentence. Okay. Well, Godzilla versus Kong, let's hop into the review of the week. Uh, unless you guys want to do a quick winter bird. The hell is it called? Wait, I have a question. Oh, Did you guys know that Snowbird so is it? Okay, has no one seen it yet? Okay. Well, the third episode we haven't. Yeah. Okay. Not out yet. Did you get okay. a preview, Jonesy? No, I didn't. Only oh, the first one. one, right? Yeah. What were you saying, Nick? Did I know that what? Or did we know that what? Oh, that snowbird. We were calling it snowbird watching. Do you guys know what the other, what snowbird is a slang for? My mom knew immediately and wasn't happy we were using the name. I didn't Uh-oh. know snowbird yeah. was a slang for something. What's yeah. the slang for? Jonesy? Yeah, it's a slang for people that go to warmer weather climates. Well, mostly older people oh. like who moved to Florida was my mom's example. Yeah, um, I was I expecting something a lot worse so. when you said that. I was no, no, no. But I, sort of... I don't know if it's even just slang Why or offensive to old like people. I don't know. Oh, well, she's like, you know what that means, right? Just like I kind of said. I'm like, wait, wait, what does it mean? And she's like, you know, old people I mean, like me moving to Florida. And I was like, oh, I thought it was perfect because uh, Winter Soldier old. is old. Yeah. That's why I thought it was doubly yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I felt like, like that's watching. why I was like, this all works together. Even though Jeremy was like, fuck you, I want a different name. I was like, he's like, Winter Bird. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what it was. It was, it was Winter oh, yeah, Bird. Probably winter. Was it Winter Bird? I'm like, we have to switch out both <laughs> words. Yeah. Should we all just right, be watching? Um, <laughs> Jeremy, you go. Who's okay. Well, <laughs> I talk. How's this work? How's the podcasting work? <laughs> okay, I'm going to go ahead and uh, start. Our review of Godzilla versus Kong, the the fourth movie in the MonsterVerse, following Godzilla, following Kong Skull Island, and following Godzilla, King of the Monsters, where these two titans the fifth. finally face off. Why would you argue that? Why would you Pacific argue that? Rim. Which one? <laughs> a Pacific Rim. Anyway, oh, the uh, anguish on your face is so delectable. <laughs> I don't. I'm, taste I'm, those tears. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. Mostly because I... Smell Scott Malkinson. Malkinson <laughs> <laughs> <Smoking some> chili. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> anyway. Tears. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Tears. Tears. Oh, wait. That was Scott Tennerman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it Tennerman? Was, that was Tennerman chili. Tennerman. I think it was Tennerman. Yeah. Oh, I call it Mr. Mr. Malkinson. <laughs> 
Scott Malkinson is the kid who has the diabetes. Like a Scott Malkinson. <laughs> there are too many Scots on that show. Let's two is two. too many. Yeah, two is too many. Two Anyways, too many. Let, let's talk. Some, let's talk Godzilla versus Kong. What? My middle name. Is oh, Scott. it is. That's your middle name. Doesn't yeah. count. Middle names don't count. The middle names are basically yeah. there's like why have a middle name? They don't matter. Yeah. This is our only chance. We have to take it. We need Kong. The world needs him. To stop what's coming. And this child. She's the only one he'll communicate with. to protect her and i think that in some way Khan did the same Legends collide and Godzilla versus Kong as these mythic adversaries meet in a spectacular battle for the ages with the fate of the world hanging in the balance. Kong and his protectors undertake a perilous journey to find his true home and with them is Gia, a young orphan girl with whom he has formed a unique and powerful bond. But they unexpectedly find themselves in the path of an enraged Godzilla, cutting a swath of destruction across the globe. The epic clash between the two titans instigated by unseen forces is only the beginning of the mystery that lies deep within the core of the earth. As of this recording, it has 206 reviews from critics and a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 95% audience score. Uh, Let's go ahead and start with the first of us who saw this film, Mr. Danny Bartlett. (laughs) What did you think of Godzilla versus Kong? Uh, do, are we are we going to go with the with the the Twitter review and then we'll dive dive later Twitter. into the let's start Twitter. start non spoilery non non spoilery Twitter and then we'll move. Let into me just get my my extensive notage about this this movie, but I will skip a page to the Twitter review that I wrote, hoping that I would avoid spoilers. So the t- I hear, I'm actually going to read it word for word, right, including without the lisp on my swollen lip. The, tr- the, the, the title says it all. Two giants of the screen finally get to fight in the Hollywood UFC. The writer's time was clearly spent helping the fight choreographers and therefore spent no time at all on the human characters. Okay. Hashtag better characters needed. <laughs> Hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Nope. Yeah. Restore the monsterverse. Nope. 
Yeah, so I I, I I was fortunate enough to see it last week. We had it on the IMAX screen here. So uh, although I, I do agree with some of what Nick was saying earlier about, you know, when you've got a decent TV set up at home, etc., you that you don't need to go to the big screen. But this film is one of those films that I do feel benefited from seeing it on the IMAX, seeing it as it was meant to be seen. It looked fantastic. It, it sounded fantastic. The fight scenes were incredibly impressive. I thought the special effects were were wonderful um it's just that i for me it the human characters although some criticism from the films in the past about having too much human character and not enough of the monsters i think they went overboard on this one we had some great scenes with the the two title characters but the human people around i found most of them pointless and the the others just badly written so we'll go into deeper on that i'm sure later on but that was the disappointment for me visually fantastic depth in the characters completely lacking uh, that I was disappointed by that I'm gonna hop in just because I can with my impressions uh I think a lot of what Danny said is correct in terms of the movie it looked beautiful so much beautiful like images looks gorgeous the CG is great but the movie especially with regards to the human characters as I as I put in slack is I think I put wow this movie is hot nonsense it just makes no goddamn sense like I like you mentioned the the humans were useless I don't know if they were useless as much as I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Like well, an hour and a half for... into the movie, I was like, I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand who's doing what or why they did what and how, how the, I still don't know how Millie Bobby Brown and, you know, the freaking kid from Deadpool fire and fist. the podcast guy, fire fist from Deadpool, how well, they ended dead. up where they ended up and how they all ended the up getting boy. sprout. They yeah. ended up sprouting out into Hong Kong. I was like, how? That's where I the fucking understand. tunnel went. Yeah, yeah, the tunnel that went from fucking Florida to Hong Kong. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. Well, super secret to Hong Kong. with all the super secret tech they've been doing. So this tunnel buildings. went underneath Africa, or it went underneath the US the other way. But this giant fucking tunnel, and don't get, and they built a dome over an island. Okay, 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 okay. Danny, Danny. Whoa, Danny, God don't get, damn don't get, fuck. Your, 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 your <laughs> These notes, fuck them. <laughs> so let's not go too deep into it. Nick, what did you have to think? What did you have to say about? What do you have to say about this in a Twitter review about about Kong versus Godzilla? Fun popcorn, utter nonsense. I had no problem. Fun, a fun popcorn, oh. utter nonsense of a movie. It is utter nonsense. I enjoyed it. I thought it was visually stunning compared to all the other movies they've tried except for maybe Kong's like this had a specific I'll say Pacific Rim look that's I think they copied the look a little bit and that made it all the better and more colorful. it's like a cross between Skull Island and Pacific Rim I could I would agree yeah. with that yeah 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 um and I thought I don't know uh, I always lean on the human characters because that's the more interesting part the monsters are just uh fighty fighty so I actually thought this was the strongest of all the movies, except for Kong Skull Island, as far as human characters. And I know this is longer than a Twitter review, but uh, I actually am glad I watched Godzilla King of the Monsters before it, because I actually do like the world they've set up, like where it's okay. like, here's how the Titan hierarchy works. This is why they woke up. This is why Godzilla and Kong have to fight. <laughs> so right. except for I will add about Godzilla King of the Monsters. That is such a filler movie. Like aside from setting I don't up think the it cool is. monarch stuff, like, I don't think there's it nothing is. in that movie. I don't think it is as stupid. It I shows think every anything, monster except for Kong in that movie. If anything, the good. first 
I think in, if anything, the first one is, is more of a waste of movie. The reason why is because the second one sets up that hierarchy, sets up saying like he basically fought his way through all these different monsters. And now it's just like, you have to hide the other alpha. Otherwise he's going to start attacking the other alpha. So it's like, can't have two alphas. Um, and that kind of set the stage for this one. So I think it's a very important movie. That's what I'm saying. It's like a, it's a world building movie. It's not a movie. I don't know. Again, it felt like it was stalling. Where it's like, well, we can't. For some reason, we're not doing Godzilla versus Kong next after they both have a movie. So let's just okay. have a Lannister shoot Randy, the the teacher from Stranger Things, in the back of the head in like the first twenty minutes. And I was like, no. You're you're referencing really specific things. The thing, the big weakness I have about these movies as a franchise as a whole is like I don't remember any of these movies. I saw them years ago, each of them, and I've only seen any of them once. Yeah. So what you just said made no sense to me. I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess that happened. Well, I just watched it um, the day before yesterday for the first okay. and only time King of the Monsters. Jonesy. I, I left you last because Yo. on Slack, you, you implied a potential, you know, Godzilla versus Kong esque battle to take place within this podcast between you and Danny, uh, which makes me think that uh, you were a huge fan of this. So tell me, give me your Twitter review for Godzilla versus Kong. It was just ridiculous fun. Like, that's what it was. It, it, it's hard for me to give my Twitter review because I think Nick pretty much gave it. Um, it's just popcorn nonsense. I agree with you that it's nonsense. I agree with Danny that it's nonsense, but it was just the right balance of nonsense. No, like crazy nonsense. It was, I don't understand it. We can talk about the plot point. So if you haven't- I don't know what you don't understand. Let's go with the spoilers the then, right folks? Yeah, spoilers. let's go spoilers. Let's go. Go. Okay, why <laughs> did they it. send- why did they send Kong to journey for the master sword down in the center of the earth? What was the point of that? Had to follow him. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up, yeah. back up. The fucking dome over the island. How much did that cost? How, would, how did they build that? Or was there Wait, something? It, it, costs much, it, costs, it costs much less than, you know, a destroyed city. Or the underground tunnel. No, but, or, so, or, go on. or Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Well, the, well these are the things. I understood all of it. But and I absolutely think that you could have that as a film with the popcorn and the entertainment because I after I walked out of the tin, I thought, yeah, that was fun. That did exactly said exactly what he did in the tin. But I thought the previous films were a little bit more. Ugh, I can't find a better word than serious or sensible. They tried to be a little bit more realistic, and then this one just went way overboard with the extra stuff. So I don't think it followed suit with the nonsense enough. Had all the other films been utter complete nonsense like this one i think it would have sat a little bit better with me but because they just you know really did just go overboard i think that's why it didn't sit very well with i feel me. like they did establish all the crazy I feel like at that sci-fi point, in the last asking, movie well like all so the I containment things were like look we built these giant talking about money yeah well it's more about it, logistics right but that, that island money. was difficult to get to there, there was electrical thunderstorms all around it in skull in kong skull island mm-hmm. and stuff so and that wouldn't that affect well, yeah, that so was that's, like that was going to be a question. Yeah, so, so that's yeah. changed. So then, but why put the, the dome on was to keep him away from Godzilla, right? But wouldn't that have affected the whole Godzilla. island? Wouldn't it, the, the whole ecosystem on that island would be fucked up because there's no real sunlight coming through? I didn't quite understand how it's that It's not the whole island. Show. It's not Fake the whole sunlight. island. It's not yeah, the whole it's island. Not, it's it's a small just, section, yeah. It's a section of it. What, that he was trapped in, so he couldn't get yeah, out of it? Yeah, it's a small part, correct. Right, so, so be, he could smash it with a stick. That's actually, that was my big criticism edge. too, is yeah. he threw it and it hit the ceiling, but I'm like, what's keeping him from just walking to the edge and breaking through that? Well, that's why I thought it was the whole island. So The uh, little it, girl. 
It's the girl. She stops him from wandering to the edge of the dome, like um, what's the Jim Carrey movie where he's uh... Truman Show. What's his name? Ed Harris. She's Ed Harris. She's yeah. she's the Ed Harris. She she keeps him from wandering off. She wear she wears a freaking a little hat and a freak a, a turtleneck <laughs> and speaks through a microphone. Yeah, like he starts wandering towards the edge. She's like, "Here, here's the doll of you." And he's like, "Oh, that's right. I can't leave." <laughs> You okay. Got, you got the little stuff version of me. You gave me a reason. I'm in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that works. Okay. All right. So moving on from that, why why does he need to see the master sword? Why do he need to find the master sword? Well, they so said they him needed in. to find the power source. Of so what? the power source that's down there. So why? they don't know. What they know is that there is some energy signature down there radiating immense power, but he can't get down there. Why? 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 Because there's a because there's a gravity inversion that happens when you go through, and unless you have no, I get that, out. I get that. But why are they going down there to begin with? Uh, you really want the power, the power, the energy. Yeah, they want the energy source. The bad guy oh, so wants want... it for Mega Godzilla, and the good guys are like, oh, it could power Las Vegas for like a week. Right. Oh. Or if their ships could. This is even bigger. This I will like, say there was it's, definitely it's a Manhattan Project thing. I they, or it's they, like they Shield, lost it. who's like we can they use lo- the cosmic cube for energy. Yeah. <laughs> that scene where they they introduce Alexander Skarsgård's character along with the Spanish guy, uh, and they were talking. That's that's who was talking in that scene, right? That scene yeah. lasted decades. That was like long. I'm like, that was like a six minute expository scene. Usually these movies keep it to a minute and a half to two minutes. That was long. I was like, it's still going. But the it like you, ever bring end. That you still didn't get it. Yeah. I don't still you ever get bring it. up a scene being I lost, too long I lost, after what we watched I lost, two weeks ago? I lost. Get it in the director's cut. I lost interest partway through because that's why I didn't get it is because like this scene's still going like and I don't know what they're talking about anymore because I lost interest. So because you why. were too busy watching the villain twirl his mustache because that's basically what this villain <laughs> was. So that's a question I have about this movie. Is he actually a villain though? Yes. Why? Well, his because goal... he's a dick. Well, he's like oh because they hold on they have a monster that basically saved them and it's like all right we're gonna live in peace cool and so True. like why does he need like why he does he need to f- the only reason to, to bring in a uh, Mecha Godzilla is is to assert dominance for no reason other yeah, than the so fact that the he Apex wants to expand again. This is why the company so called Apex. <laughs> and I feel like at that point, then um, he's just as much of a villain as Batman is in Batman v Superman. It's the fear of the idea that Godzilla could just turn on you at any moment, and you're kind yeah. of relying on the goodwill of this thing that you can't even fucking talk to. Yeah. And I, I think I understand that as a motivation. And so I don't know that I think that he is a villain so much as he is an antagonist, maybe even like an arrogant uh, antagonist. But I don't, like he wasn't murdering anybody. That I think maybe his do. motive, like, his motive helps. It makes him more villainous because he's not doing it to protect humanity. He's doing it so humans can be the apex predator. Which is protecting it, humanity. It's, it's basically, it's not yeah. about protecting humanity. It's about making sure he's the best. That's the it's way, not, that's the impression not, I got. He, and that's why I liked him, not necessarily as a villain, because he wasn't saying me, he was saying humanity. And I think that that's a different thing, because watching King of the Monsters, I completely understand his point of view. Like, if you watched all of the destruction that was caused in King of the Monsters, you would be like, I can't rely on the fact that this, this one is just going to be okay, and we're never going to have to worry about it again. I yeah, and I think... I, I think- I think they should not have had him twirling his mustache so yeah. constantly the entire movie. Then, I was going to say the same thing. On paper, think, you're right. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think 100%. He's the less idea Batman. That, yeah. oh, like, he's less Batman. He's more Tony Stark in Age of Ultron. Yeah. He's like, or, more aliens or, or more Titans are coming. Like, we need a suit of armor. 
around the world. But, or we so need then our you own need Titan. A, you need a character written or and a and a character played like Tony Stark was, like Robert Downey Jr. played Tony Stark. I just found this guy to be the, the way he. The, the way the character came across, the way he was written, the way the actor portrayed him, made him moustache twirly and not so... I couldn't get behind exactly what you were saying, Brandon, because the, this guy just didn't sell it to me. He, he came across as moustache twirling, so egotistical. Musk. Yeah, I like he's that. Elon Musk. And I like, think it's slightly Elon a throw Elon Musk off. is a prick. Elon Musk is a prick, right? But he's saving the world with Tesla and emissions and going, like, helping people get to zero energy, his rockets going to other planets and introducing space tourism, but he's an asshole. And so I guess that's why I was like, is he a villain? Yeah, I don't like him as a person, but mm. the thing that he's trying to do, I get and understand. Yeah. Yeah. They should have just executed the character differently, but I agree the motivation yeah. is sound. Yeah. And I almost think it's a little bit of a misdirect or it could be because you assume he's going to control Mechagodzilla at the end and wipe out Titans who are kind of our heroes. Right. But no, yeah. they lose control of it. It's not even man fighting Godzilla yeah, versus Kong. Him. It's the alien brain, um, which was one of the sillier was things. That, but maybe it was the other kaiju, though, wasn't it? Wasn't it an old kaiju that brain that they were From using? the last movie, yes. the post credit yeah. sequence, the they take the head movie. from which, yeah. whatever. King Ghidorah. That's, yeah. that's the other reason why I was like, this is basically Pacific Rim. Because yes. The exact problem that they had is the reason why they came up with the two people in the suits. The fact that he couldn't handle the, the feedback that he was getting from the machine and now you're in pacific rim territory or also pacific rim 2 they actually have kaiju like hacking uh or right the, controlling the jaegers at certain points uh, a lot of this reminds me of pacific rim okay so going wait, back wait, to my wait, question Chandler, wait, wait 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 before you get too far away from that scene that you were talking about the one that went on forever my confusion about that scene that i didn't realize until i was watching the credits i didn't realize that the doctor that was in the room with them when they were talking to Skarsgård was the son of Ken Watanabe. Oh, shit. So he I didn't is Dr. Either. Yeah, he is Dr. Sarazawa, and I feel like they should have focused on that a little bit more, because I think there is some sort of motivation in there based on the fact that Godzilla is responsible for the death of his father. His father sacrificed himself to bring Godzilla back to life, and I think that there could have been a little bit more weight to his character and his motivations had they just done like a little bit more on if i had known that effectively it would make more audience. sense wait so yeah so that that character that got electrocuted at the end that was ken watanabe's son yes yeah they really should have painted that yep. they had some that scene was so long and accomplished nothing <laughs> yep. accomplished nothing for me and like literally that's that's the scene i feel like is probably the single most important scene in the movie they should have dispersed the information between like six other scenes throughout the movie and it would have been better like, it's something it was I too much information all at once. Watching Godzilla, no, first Godzilla King of the Monsters, and then this movie. Um, it's, and I have to thank Zack Snyder for it. Um, I was watching Godzilla King of the Monsters, and I'm like, oh, this is this isn't too bad. This is going well. Like, what am I? Like, an hour and a half left? And I looked down, like, I'm already an hour through. Two hour movies feel great now, even if they're not that good. <laughs> and I thought that when Jammer's complaining about a scene being too long, I'm like, what well, movie did we what... fucking watch two weeks ago? Every scene was too long in that movie. I literally was watching, but it was all engaging. This one, I wasn't engaged in a lot of the scenes. They just were happening. No, yeah, literally. All of the Justice League scenes were engaging to me. So I was fine with it. But like this one, I was, I got about an hour, 15 minutes. I was like, to my wife, I was like, Kirsten, I can watch the rest of this tomorrow morning. And she's like, thank you so much. Because we're going to have to watch (laughs) it again this weekend. Uh, We're going to be playing drinking game 
with all of uh, my friends and I'm like, I don't even know if I'm excited for this. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm excited for this. It's, I, I wasn't entertained. The drinking game. No, no. I, what's the game? Like, so you watch yeah, it and every time somebody gets punched, like, what is the game? I need to make the rules based on what I've watched. I'm thinking about every single time I don't understand what the fuck is going on. Take a drink or under, every single time someone says, what's happening? You're going to take a drink. You're going to alcohol poison yourself if you yeah. understand sober. <laughs> like um, maybe I you should take okay. a drink, Jammer, every time you understand something. Oh, I get That's that a better bit. One. Right, I'll have a drink. There you go. <laughs> so really quick, going back to my question. So they're taking Kong to the core of the earth. Why? Because his, his ancestral DNA, he knows how to get there. I know it's, get it's stupid where? sci-fi. Get, get where? to the energy source the is what Earth. they want. Well, no, they know how to get to the Hollow Earth, but they need to track him in the Hollow Earth to get to the energy source. This is some yeah, bullshit it's logic. There. It's once they're you in the Hollow Earth. That's like literally problem. taking me and throwing me to Mexico and say, find the power source. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> no, I don't but know. Like, they make a big deal out of it. It's a stupid line to explain it, but it's just like that line they joke about and thank you for smoking. Where he's like, well, how can they be smoking in an oxygen-rich environment? And he's like, we just throw in a stupid line, like, thank God we have blah, blah, blah technology. They have one line where they're like, or Alexander Skarsgård, I think, is going to realize that he's like, wait, creatures can remember stuff through their DNA. So like, oh, maybe, right, maybe right, right, Kong right, right, right. will be able to find his way to the power source because maybe he remembers it in his DNA. Hearing your line reading, though, makes me wish that Keanu Reeves played that character instead. Whoa. I think that would have been way better. <laughs> Whoa, dude. That actually would have been better. Actually, <laughs> nope. I do want to bring up the human characters real quick. My favorite character. Okay. I love the podcast guy. I thought you oh, guys he's great. He had the he's best hilarious. line. No, he's the best part of the movie. <laughs> like, favorite line was, was when that freaking, that one kid said, I, I did went to HTML camp. He's like, HTML was it a 90s camp too? Or something like that? <laughs> was it a 90s camp? I'm like, oh, or the tap water. Paperboy from oh, ATL, Brian Tyree. Is yeah. that who it is? I'd never seen him before. I haven't recognized him. Oh, yeah. Else. He's in a bunch else. of stuff. Um, was he in Hotel Artemis? I think he was in that. Um, he's in ATL. He was in one other thing that I can't think of right now. But actually, yeah. But their whole, that whole subplot was what? It was so random. Like, it's like, well, oh, yeah, was, let's just. His whole subplot with, with Millie Bobby Brown was dog shit. Yeah. Like, oh, That's, let's just there you go. go. I'm, I'm let's slide into. Let's slide. It makes perfect sense. What don't you understand? No, it's just fucking no. weird. It's like, like they started off in his home. They went to a coffee shop, slid yeah. into a wreckage, and then yeah. ended up in Hong Kong. What? Yeah. So here's what you have with a guy that didn't added no value. The the comedy guy, the guy, um, the kid, uh, the name. kid from Julian, Deadpool, Julian, something. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad if for he's, him because I was, he could have been anyone. I was yeah, waiting for him the, to say, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. I was waiting for him to say the pod, that. The podcast yeah, guy was fun. He was exposition. He was the comedy relief. He was the he was that part of the he was that character that the show needed. It didn't need the other C. one. Riley. It didn't need the kid from I, Deadpool. It, I did actually appreciate it. the fact that they did a trope where he was just like, oh, I just need to hack into this. And he was basically just trying passwords. <laughs> and then he's just like, I'm usually just, you know, pirating movies, not doing anything else. And I thought and that the was guy funny. That's, <laughs> the guy that's the tech wizard, the guy that's the really smart one that's done all this stuff and evaded capture of technology wise, he's just standing behind him watching him do this instead of pushing him out Trolling. of the chair <laughs> and saying, I'm the fucking hacker here. I can do this. That, that's why I... he wasn't. He was completely surplus. So I think he was there for this reason. Maybe this makes sense. You guys tell me. I think he was there to make it not as weird for someone as young as Millie Bobby Brown to just go off with some random dude. I agree. Yeah, because yeah, uh, they actually did a good job of avoiding those creeper aspects that they could have gotten into. Like when they 
they first went to his apartment and I was like, don't go in there. And then they cut to a, ca- a cafe and I was like, yeah. okay, they, they went to a neutral location. Like they were, they were like dodging those sort of like, there's right. a weird old guy and two kids doing stuff to like, yep. they made it, they made sure to subvert the, you know, the creepiness that could have come with it. Celebrating a the conspiracy theorist of all things. In the, yeah. <laughs> the Nick, did you say you watched, came out. did you say you watched um, King of the Monsters recently like obviously before you watched ago. this one so fairly recent how do you feel about how millie bobby brown's character actually changed in those two in the two films because i liked her in king of the monsters in this one i thought that they ruined her uh, her character a little bit yeah and and she made it like made, she wasn't she made her do th- yeah she made they made her do things that seemed out of character from the previous film i quite liked her strength and resolve in the first film that she was in and then in this one she seemed like Falling a down you know, just, for monsters yeah, just ran, just put her in like for contractual reasons, the same as um, I forget his name as well, Chandler. Is it? Kyle, uh, Chandler. Kyle Chandler. Yeah. I feel bad. Yeah, again, wasn't in more of it. In the previous film, he had value. In this one, he was just there to look surprised or look worried in I different locations around the earth. She reminded me of her mother in the last film. Not that she was evil, yeah. evil, but she's had growth since yeah. being involved in a Godzilla situation and almost being killed. Which is why do you think I, it I makes like, sense? I like this. As she's grown up, she's gotten into conspiracy theories like podcasts about the monsters because she cares about Godzilla. Like, yeah, but so but she hasn't gone into actually being as smart as she came off in the previous film. She came across as really smart in the previous film. So I I get that she's grown up and she's she's had some experience, but now she came across as a as a if anything a a brat, a petulant teenager having a hissy fit because daddy wouldn't listen to her. Instead of being know. smart decisions, she's running around like Jonesy just said, randomly hooking up with people in in dodgy apartments. Oh, it calm just down. seemed not, out of not, character for her. Hooking up is, is, is not very, hooking up. Uh, sorry, it's an English <laughs> term. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> no, it's an American term too. But like, in one of those things where, in the wrong context, it could sound really weird, and it did in that context. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I yeah. thought you were saying that too. Meeting oh, up no. with, sorry, meeting up. In England, we would say hooking up would be to meet someone, not to meet someone, as obviously. Was it chirping? What they say in England? Chirpsing? What's that? Chirpsing, hitting on women? Chirp. Is that? Yeah. Is that? Kind of oh, I have not heard that one, but no. I haven't been home for 18 years, so maybe things have changed. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like one that uh, Jonesy said. I mean, uh, God, I keep calling Danny Jonesy today. And I've called, I've said shut up Jonesy so when I meant shut up Jammer early too. God. <laughs> He's just on my mind in a major way. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, going, but Danny said something earlier that I loved. He said, touch wood. Oh, yeah. Just knock really? on wood. No, 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 you because I never knew that it. was okay. knock on wood. But I, I there's the Matt Berry CD, who's like that one comedian with the deep voice. I don't know. You have to watch his shows to know who that he one is. Comedian? He's like, he's my favorite comedian. He's like the deepest, richest voice. He's on like what we do in the shadows and the IT crowd and a bunch oh, of okay. stuff. But he has albums because he can also sing in a much more beautiful voice. But one of them were sketches. At one point, he says, touch wood. And I thought it was like a dirty thing. But <laughs> Danny just taught me it just means knock on wood. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I wasn't paying. I treated it like a complete popcorn movie. So I didn't even pay attention to her character growth. Well, actually, I want to negative. I want to address Danny's thing. The problem, I think, is is not to say that Godzilla King of the Monsters is, you know, a highbrow, smart person's movie. But compared to this movie, it is. So I think in terms of like the mechanisms of the boring. plot, I think it's it's a lot more grounded and like realistic than this one where it's just like cartoony, ridiculous, 
every single scene they were in, I felt like they were about to start playing laser tag. That's what like the set design felt like to me, which is fine. It was just ridiculous and, and cartoony and just goofy. And I, I feel like she, you know, like the other stuff that they had to do was infinitely less smart than, than the previous one. I think that's why Adam Winberg or whatever so here's the argument is, that I would make. nailed it as far as studios are concerned. And this gave them Thundercats or whatever is because it's fun. The other movie is not. It wasn't fun, fun for it's me. Boring. This was boring. This I would was say the opposite. King of the Monsters was boring. No, no. This was I agree fun. With you. Poppy, this was flashy. I agree with you. No, no. You know, Kong Skull Island was fun. This yeah, that was one was just, too. The, like the these the first two Godzillas were boring because they were dry and just boring. This one was just like so stupid I couldn't follow it and boring. I don't have time as a result to get into why I like the first Godzilla, but mm-hmm. I mean. Um, I like this because I thought that it was it was a straight up action movie and it was probably the one of the best versions of Transformers that I've yeah. seen where you've got these ginormous <laughs> titans. Yeah, and, yeah. and so that's why it didn't Kaiju really fuckers. bother me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's why I like that she didn't have as much growth because it's it's the thing that we keep asking for with the Transformers. Less humans, yeah. more of the Titans. So they gave Godzilla more of a personality in yeah. this like his personality has been growing since the last movie and so the scene where he's laughing because he fucking hit uh kong with the nuclear yeah. blast in the back was hilarious i'm like is he yeah is he laughing he had definitely um, had a smoke on his face for sure yeah, yeah. it looked like yeah. his little shoulders were shaking no <laughs> <laughs> um, so even better like the that. opening with kong is so good like there's like yeah. classic rock sign. He's like showering and like yeah. He's I, going about his yeah. daily routine. He's like, hey yeah, guys, like, follow my daily routine and subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah, click that subscribe button. Yeah. He's like scratching his chest like that, and like the birds fly over his face. He's like, oh god damn it, light sun. And yeah. He, <laughs> they gave them so much personality that yeah. the fact that the humans took a backseat, even especially Millie Bobby Brown, didn't bother me as much because it was fun watching sure. them. Because they basically had a bro moment at the end of this movie where they look at each other like, I see you, you see me. And then they like fucking retreat off to their They were, they were this close to like, fist bumping, weren't they? Before I mean, they, they even had it. Yeah. <laughs> they even had it before that when like Godzilla saw him and they roared at each other and he was just all like, I, I respect you. I'm just going to let you die. I'm not going to kill you. And oh, right. When they're off. roaring right at yeah. each other's faces. So, yeah. He was kind of. So yeah, he didn't lie to us, the director. He said there'd be a winner. It's just yeah, then, of course, they both win. survive and they both have to fight. Mechagodzilla, yeah, so Godzilla won, but then Kong expense. won because Kong destroyed Mechagodzilla. So but he I was going to say Godzilla property. won because Kong was dying. Godzilla's help. Okay. How, oh, was, oh, was the, the blast stuff with the hammer or the axe thing? Yeah. I agree, Jonesy. I, I, th- I think the characters, the, the main characters had characters. I guess I was just disappointed that the human characters just didn't. Uh, taking a back seat yes absolutely but i just wish they'd have been a bit more you know value to them and not just put there for 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 no reason whatsoever yeah. like the kid from dead but earth. you're right and i really enjoyed it basically when the humans weren't on the screen that's pretty much the core much. of the earth yeah. was gorgeous though yeah, it was, it was beautiful everything i think about the movie was gorgeous like not a weak special effect shot no i got sure. a question yeah so nick brought up a visual reference um that i missed it was the one from Jaws, oh yeah the jazz godzilla reference. went under Oh, uh, the beginning, uh, the yeah. Boat. Yeah. I saw one. I'm curious if you guys agree with this one. When Godzilla shot the nuclear bla- or the blast through the ship and Kong like jumps off, it reminded me of Die Hard. It looked like <laughs> yes! jumping off. And I was as like, As soon as you say that, yeah, when he jumped with that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, oh, not until you said it, but absolutely. No, I think he just a, needed a hose yeah. pipe wrapped around him. He was there. Yeah. The director's just having fun, like throwing his favorite that's, movie references in a monster movie. Yeah, that so was cool. That's what I liked about this movie. Again, humans took a backseat, and it was just like all of this. Like you get Jaws, you get Die Hard, you get some like basically fist bump scene, um, and it just they oozed so much personality between yeah. the two of them. That I just, I mean, it was like basically the rock and stole cold stone cold, like yeah, fighting each yeah. other, and then they've got to fight like somebody else. There was so much, like, you know, it felt like the WWE, it felt like all of that stuff to me. And so for me, that's why it was able to usually, I feel like I'm the one, like, that doesn't make sense, that doesn't make sense, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But the ride was so fun for me because of all of those little things that it just, this the ride was smooth and it was just fun no that's, um, fair, enough. Yeah. No, that's, that's cool. fair enough one last thing i want to say about effects is that uh it's awesome to see fight scenes during the daytime for once in these franchises for once yeah not hidden yeah. and dark because yeah. well yeah because obviously the dark makes it cheaper um you don't have to do as much detail and you can hide bad special effects even like there's a reason why the first time we see the t-rex in jurassic park is during a rainstorm. storm it's because they're, mm. they're able to hide a lot of 90s effects under the rain and the yeah. darkness and it's really cool they're like hey we're confident we can show these guys in midday just yep. railing on each other yeah yeah, yeah i put it's great i've got a question for you uh the the carved railing gorillas on each other. And the I carved gorillas in say. kong's home world <laughs> well who do you think made those i think that was kong's ancestors yeah i actually like that better that someone else made the uh also the axe that he built it yeah. Well, the the axe looked like it was was crudely fashioned, so I get that. But the statue looked pretty, uh, you know, meticulous. Pretty I assume there were humans fashioned. down there at some point. Well, I assume I... that too. But Jonesy well, just says that maybe there a hint it was that... ancestors. They hint that at that the girl's question, family I... family lived on the island or something. Yeah, remember there's a whole like tribe on the there. island, and, and that island. yeah, and that whole island was sort of like somehow an offshoot of the core so That's i guess yeah, it was a gateway it was the door yeah i was like exactly. part of it yeah they're like it's think of it as hollow earth so maybe on the there were the humans that were down there exactly yeah, maybe that her would, ancestors yeah i don't know how they sure would that would make sense yeah. Yeah. about sunlight you mean them. that how did how did they survive without not, sunlight not in the middle sunlight, of the sunlight it's just the giant and how crabs, like the, oh yeah yeah the, yeah, the, the, the monsters that, yeah yeah <laughs> they were they were also they we were would not the be the apex of, <laughs> they were in the core of the earth and then all godzilla had to do was aim downward and shoot down 50 feet and kong was right there right underneath hong kong yeah. worked and then he inverted gravity right. by jumping through sounds legit makes <laughs> sense but it looked Star Trek did it <laughs> It looked gorgeous. And it did. It did. It did look gorgeous when they did it. Even when when Kong made that jump and he was going through those were they rocks, some sort of glowing rocks or something, and he yeah, picked up yeah. one and looked at it. Just yeah. beautiful, and it, it was stunning. Didn't I didn't have a fucking clue what was going on, what those rocks were, but it didn't matter. It looked good. I think what I would have appreciated more is if Kong, because Kong was kind of the main character, if basically he drove the story himself rather than kind of being shepherded around by the humans. I think that would have made me connect a lot more and it would have made it a stronger narrative. I loved that they gave him an arc. Um, like that he basically... Home, exactly, yeah. the, the home thing. Going home. And I love that conversation about can you communicate, right? Like she, she was like, why didn't you tell me he could talk? Because he told me not to. And tell I just I yeah. love that that implied intelligence, like that he could talk this entire time. He just chose not to. And I just, yeah. I love that. And I'm curious... I guess one of the questions I had for Nick was, 
um, since you seem to enjoy this a little bit more than everybody else, at least as much as me, um, what would you want the sequel to this to be? That's the big question I had after, even before watching it, is where do you go after your Godzilla versus Kong movie? It's like a franchise ender. Hmm. Like, I don't, especially since they've already fought an alien, they've already fought a robot controlled by an alien. The only other direction would be Pacific Rim. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a different world. I like- and I think they already did that successfully in Pacific Rim. I don't think it would be, then you wouldn't know who to w- cheer for in that because you're like, well, they're the type, it's basically Mecha Godzilla wasted. The possibility of there being a Pacific wasted, Rim though? crossover. Oh, okay. Um, Not that they would have before, of, anyway. I don't. Some think sort that... of dormant kaiju, some sort of dormant creature that hasn't been <laughs> awoken and therefore hasn't come on Godzilla's. Uh, bless you, Jama. Come on Godzilla's radar. radar yet? Like Frozen? So it's just gonna be Frozen movie, right? Like Godzilla and Kong had to fight another new monster, even though they've used up all their main. I assume they're the main ones. All the ones I could name were in King of the Monsters. You guys forget we can have a meteor hit and have another monster pop out of the meteor. That's what we're saying. Done. There's plenty of places for well, more monsters, but why? We've seen, we've made it all the way to the Avengers movie, and where do you go in this franchise after an Avengers movie when all it is is I told you, Meteor. Versus Con- yes, but why? Because a meteor. Like, that was King random. of the Monsters. Was that King of the Monsters? I don't fucking remember that movie. One of them was an alien. It, it, he was controlling he the other. Yeah. Yeah, it just feels like they've done everything they can with these two characters. I mean, Maybe they'll figure something it. out. But I don't know. Yeah. I'd rather not I'd see any okay more sequels. I think we've yeah, seen I don't know. just like this much of the Hollow Earth. And so I feel like with the lore that they started to introduce. So again, Journey to the Center of the Earth. You asked the question, like, who made all of this stuff? Yeah, I think that that's where we'll go next. We'll um, get into mythology a little bit. More questions. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, that's, that's true. And he yeah, said they God, shot a post-credit sequence, but they didn't put it on because they want to wait and see how fans reacted before they, they moved it. into. I think they moved into another scene. Oh, okay. Because Godzilla, Godzilla's um, basically on the surface. I know he's underwater and stuff, but you could argue that Kong's now in his world, so there could be other apex predators down there that could could drive mm-hmm. it forward. And, and Godzilla and give, went into he the has to go. Earth he has to recruit. Movie, just not as deep. He has to recruit Godzilla for his Hollow Earth fight, fights. Gives him a call. Yeah, yeah. It just taps into his. I want to talk to you. I see Kong pull out a giant flip phone. Yeah. (laughs) Here's what you do. Presses one speed dial for Godzilla. (laughs) No, it's video, Jammer, because you can sign language, remember? And Godzilla can probably sign language, so they'll be there themselves. Godzilla's just like accessibility options. One thing I did like about the sign language, I actually thought was effective how she taught that guy coward as. as Yes, I love that joke. Paid that off really well. I thought that was. Yeah, yeah. We, we both are. That was really. That was cute. I like that. I guess the direction you would go next is Planet Hulk, and have them launch Godzilla and Kong into space, and then they show up on an alien planet and start fighting Jesus monsters Christ. there. That's the best way to go. You know what I want to see? So we keep going back to the Avengers. I want to see like an in-game scene where they have these giant suits on. They just touch a button, and like they get their helmets on. <laughs> I just, I want to see they travel through time to get the yeah. history of. Hollow Earth so they so can fix everything. I, I'm curious <laughs> how this is going to work. And so one of the reasons why I asked about the sequel is because I saw a Deadline article uh, a little bit ago, and it said that Godzilla versus King of the Monsters roars to the best opening day during the pandemic with <laughs> $9.6 million. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, right? In. We live in a society. But, so, but that said they think that it's going to make between 20 and 30 million dollars over um this holiday weekend and it was huge in china right yeah it was like 122 million dollars or something i'm really curious about that 
So those that number you quoted then, Jones, it was US then, right? So it's 10 million yes. US. Yeah, that's not even yeah. worldwide. Plus, um, yeah. I don't think movie studios will use this data to be like, oh, this franchise is dead. Because they know it's a pandemic. <clears throat> like, it's not, there's going to be a Wonder Woman 3. They announced it before they even had numbers for Wonder Woman 2. It's obviously underperformed because of pandemic. Like, well... This does this does kind of throw Connie Nielsen's comment a little bit away, doesn't it? The, the fact that it was a sequel that we were expecting, and now it's actually done a lot better than the previous ones. Right. And so that's In a pandemic. Like, is it the pandemic? I think that the other part of this is that this movie is being received better than most of these, right? So it's it's mm. only behind them, which one? I yeah. think it's all of them, Jonesy. So, uh, on it might be Skull Island. It wouldn't be behind the others. Okay. And so definitely between the critics and the audience, it's tracking better than all of the other ones. And I think that alone will, not alone, but that in addition to a couple of other factors, like we're further along in the pandemic, I think it gives the studio hope that they will be able to make a sequel and keep this franchise going. Which I don't know where to go with it. Because I remember I think King it's of the Monsters be in the came off. out, the word was basically, King of the Monsters didn't do that word. Well, I thought I thought the word after that was they wouldn't have made Godzilla versus Kong, but they were halfway done with it. But it's kind of like, <laughs> like they were already like a deep in production. But I thought King of the Monsters was underwhelming, especially what they expected. Yeah. It's good. It's yeah. a filler movie. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot else to say about it. I, I would recommend it to Kaiju or like, like just a big spectacle. I think it's just dumb fun. So I re- recommend it exclusively to people who like kaiju movies, and I don't think anybody else. I recommend it to anyone who likes just likes the dumb summer blockbuster movie. No I like dumb no summer better than most movie. summer blockbuster movies. I like. Disagree. I would say this is better than like Fast and the Furious or something like that. No, Fuck no, you. it's not. Fuck you, Nick. No, it's not. All I've seen is Too Fast, Too Furious, and Fast Five. Fast Five. And Hobbs though. and Shaw. But the thing is, if you haven't watched all of them, Fast Five falls short because you don't understand things. It's like watching Fast the Five's Avengers. The best one. I love Fast. Well, it's Five. like watching, but that's like watching the event, like Infinity War, without knowing any of the characters. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people have done that. I thought Fast Five worked great. It's a good. Movie. You just yeah, said this is not as good as Fast Five. All right, I got it. I gotta go, guys. I hate to say it, but I gotta pop <laughs> out. Um, none of this Nick Doll nonsense. Uh, Opinions are nonsense. I agree. don't let it get you down. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Uh, movie's pretty good. I would recommend it to people who like kaiju movies. It was fun. I just apparently don't like fun. So you said it was pretty that's, good. That's yeah, it was good, but I mean, I thought it was fine. It was okay. Wait, did I say it was pretty good? I said it was hot yes. nonsense. You just said no, that's not good. Earlier, pretty good. You just said it was pretty good. It's like it's pretty good. I only recommend it to kaiju fans, though. You just said that. If you're like, if you're a very specific wants, like if you like are looking for a very specific thing, sure, I guess it fills that void. But anything else beyond that, no. If you like DC, you'll definitely like this. There. No. You said it. <laughs> that's not true because I don't like it that much. <laughs> I'm so very off. confused by everything that you're saying right now, Jammer. <laughs> you went. From it's like it's like watching Godzilla versus Kong like, all over again. Like, it's like this, you've said you literally. You know, said I, think, this sentence, I, like, think, I think I think I think I accidentally said. I think I actually did not. I didn't. I think I did. I don't think I meant to say pretty good. I think I meant to say like it's okay if you like a specific thing, and I think that came out as that's pretty it's good. Your herp, it's, it's your herp derp again. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah. All right. <laughs> if this was an episode of Friends, it'd be the one with the herpes. <laughs> <laughs> On that now note, the George Stanza. You're like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> oh shit.
Oh, yeah. oh well, Jamie. Right. Do you guys want to do who watches or you want to shut it down? It's up to you guys. I'd be down. Different. I watched all of Invincible without so far. That is pretty good. Okay. We can't do who watches and Danny Hit. So that's my that's it. my tomorrow viewing straight we'll after um I'll just say recommend it. Bird watching. Straight after bird watching, it's invincible time. Yeah. Highly recommended. And then I the voice also... cast is crazy. I didn't know yeah, Walton Goggins was that guy until I looked it up. Yep. Yeah. I mean, um, J. Jonah James, I mean, J.K. Simmons is an obvious, very obvious casting and voice, but. And I, I really love him in that role, but I don't want to say too much. I'm going to wait until next week. Yeah. Because I want to get. Yeah, please stuff. do. Sorry, guys. Yeah, that's this. my viewing. I did so, start reading this comic book a long time ago and I never got to finish it. So now that I watched a cartoon, I was like, God damn it. I really want to finish this. So I bought the compendiums. <gasps> so there are three volumes for like 60 bucks on uh, Kindle. So I got all those and I'm going through it now wait still really good if you're a prime user the first three volumes are free no um that's what they thought the, they advertised until may something so maybe first three collected volumes these yeah. are three like of all of Omnibus. them so there are it, yes okay, so there are okay. these 25 volumes of this comic book total and i think i've read 10 okay so, so yeah the first three wow. smaller ones are available for free so i was going to yeah. read those yeah. Oh, it's good it's worth reading um the other thing that i've seen is them and i can't wait till you guys get a chance to see it it's pretty nuts yeah um it's pretty much so been yeah. because the because my nephews have been in the house this week so those two shows that we've just been talking about are pretty much non 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 kids around kind of shows which have been well it's funny i'll tell you this the first episode of invincible i was like i remember this comic book being way more like way worse than this and then yeah. at the end of the first episode it's like okay you you earned it. There, there we go. Okay. Well, I was going based on the trailer and obviously the the certification that it had with it. But yeah, so I've kind of right. said, yeah, no, we're not going to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. No. When you like, go back you know, to, I was when, like, I was like, is this TVMA? Like, nothing's really yeah. happened. And I was like, oh, okay, there we go. Cool. <laughs> what have you been watching, Nick? Besides that, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't know. It's been a weird. Oh, I'm watching Breeders. I recommend Breeders. Mm. Its second season is- just started. Um, it's FX show, but if you have Hulu, FX comes out the next day. It stars Martin. It stars and is based on an idea, like an idea from, like, or even a sentence from. It's like this this cheesiest thing from Martin Freeman. Um, him and a mm. British actress. I don't recommend. It's about them having kids and dealing with it. But like, like the first episode is the kids won't sleep and the parents are taking turns every half hour. They're like three and five or something. It's not like they're a new couple with babies. But Martin Freeman's the kind of dad who the very first scene he he's like he's doing trying to do work and his kids are loud. He runs in. And he's like, shut the fuck up. He's like, <laughs> if you keep saying this noisy, I will leave. And then mommy will cry. And then you will cry because he has an anger issue. And then he's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I'm just <laughs> Holy shit. The, then so the first season is pretty good. Uh, God it has some really weird halt and catch fire type moments where you're like, this is a comedy. And then suddenly you're like, oh fuck, that thing does happen in real life. And then the second season, which just started on FX, it's interesting. They jump ahead. Suddenly they're like preteens and a teenager and have different so kids. Is it, is it a US show, show, a British show that they're just showing on Hulu? I think FX it's a British or... show they're showing on a... Well, because then we might have it here on if if it's a British show, we might have it here because we have BBC and ITV, yeah. so the, the the UK terrestrial channels we have those here. So if it's an English show, yes. we've probably got it without needing FX or Hulu. Or yeah, whatever. and there's only one okay. American actor on the first season, as far as I can tell. So the okay. guy from the 
Jimmy's brother on Better Call Saul. I forget the actor's name. He's like in all sorts of those uh, Christopher Guest movies. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. That caught up. I like, oh, and I watched the entire season of Solar Opposites, season two, <laughs> the day it came out, just like I did with the first season. I think oh, it's better in which. the second season. And it has just like every five seconds. I've never seen a show with so many references, probably besides Community. Like there's a part where a character's like, I can read. And then suddenly Ron Howard comes on and says, he can't. And then it plays the rest development theme. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that's funny. Um, that's what that reminds me of is we didn't talk about the fact that there was a new Rick and Morty trailer that dropped. Oh, yeah. And we got a date. The new episodes start the end of the new Unless season. Unless they drop one magically today because it's April Fool's Day when we record this. <laughs> That would be awesome. Remember, they did that one. They, they only did that once, and that was years ago. Yeah. They did What's weird is, I would say Rick and Morty is my favorite show of the two. Yet I've watched all of Solar Opposites multiple times. Not the most latest season, and I haven't even watched the last two seasons of Rick and Morty. So it's like, it's almost like I'm telling, like I say Rick and Morty is my favorite, but really, based on my viewing habits, it would suggest that I prefer Solar Opposites, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> um, I'll say this. There's only one other thing that I'm watching, or I just finished it, was Demon Slayer on Netflix, so it's an anime. Um, I think that if you watch the first three episodes, I got into it at the end of the third episode. So again, just like Magica Modica, like there's this, there's this moment where you're like, okay, where the fuck is this going? And then yeah. you get to a moment, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm in. And so that was that happened in the show for me, and then I ended up watching the whole thing. Um, and it's about a guy, who, a kid whose sister gets turned into a demon by another demon so he's on a quest to try to cure her um and on his quest he becomes a demon slayer so he has to basically level up so he can survive and it's fun to watch if you like anime. is it a one is it a one uh one season show or do you think it's going to be a, a continuation so after there is an entire season out now and the there is a movie coming out soonish like an on netflix movie. too it, yeah. okay yeah so yeah, I'm going to uh, gonna watch that. Looking forward to it. And that's it. Dan, you watching anything else? Uh, well, it's funny you mentioned Walton Goggins earlier. I've actually only just recently discovered Justified. <laughs> that's the first thing and I so saw him show. in. Three, three seasons in. Oh, sorry for Jonesy. Three seasons in of Justified. And I knew I was going to enjoy it, but it was one of those, I know there's seven or eight seasons or six seasons of it. So I've got to make sure that when I start it, because I'm one of those people, I, once I pop, I can't stop. So now I'm going to have to go through the whole thing. The only show, and we talked about this before, the only show I haven't done that with is fucking Walking Dead. Everything else, once I started it, if I like it, of course, I've, I've plowed through. So yes, Justified and Walton Goggins at the moment, season three is still in it. I will say this. I, I love that show, but I haven't show. finished the second season. Oh. It's weird. I need to get back into it. Oh, well, I just spoiled I, it for you then, Nick. I apologize. That there was matter. me thinking you were going to spoil it for me. You Walton Goggins survived season two. <laughs> so I've watched 10 years old. And I will tell you this like, that show probably has one of the most satisfying endings. Like, oh, good. To me, I, yeah, I, I feel like shows are hard to stick the landing. Yeah. And this yeah. is Dexter. one. <laughs> And you, you will probably be able to find it in my Twitter thread somewhere. Like, I think about that ending. Like, oh, wow. Frequently. Okay. Just get back on was, that show. It was that good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's cool. absolutely worth finishing. So, yeah, I knew I was going to enjoy it. And, I, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to get to season six if it carries on like this. So, that's pretty much been the week because I've been waiting for the boys to leave so I can get onto those, <laughs> the other stuff, the more grown up stuff. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> stuff that's back not to your just mother. bad. <laughs> 
It wasn't just that. <laughs> yeah, not that justifies that kid friendly, but it's up past their bedtime. I can get two episodes in and then I'm done. And then so it takes a bit of time to get through it. But that's all it's been so far. It's been my Walton Goggins fix uh, with uh, Justified. Yeah. He's, that show is actually the reason why I watch The Unicorn now on CBS. Isn't that good? I have my, yeah, my friends watched it because of him. And they're yeah, like, it's, it's bad. It's funny. I don't think it, so. It's um, I'm it not a CBS is, fan, let's say, or even like live. You audience. probably wouldn't like it, but for where I am in my life, it's cute. Mm, I get so that. So it's a guy who he's a widower, and you know he's trying to raise his daughters, and he's back out in the dating world. And he's got friends who are married with kids, and they're interfering with his life in, all, in a cute and funny way. So it's just mm-hmm. it's fun to watch, and I like it. So and I think he's good in it. Like he he's eager as well. He's a very good comedic actor. So, so that's it. Anything else? No, no, it's good. Wrap it up for this week. Wrap Shut it, it down. Up. Finish the herpes <laughs> show. Let's wrap up the herpes episode. <laughs> put a bit of cream on it and put it to bed. <laughs> the one where Jammer has herpes. <laughs> <laughs> so, dear oh, listeners, if you like this, if you like what you heard, do all the socials. Like, rate, comment, subscribe, and share. We definitely appreciate it. Also, LRM Online has other great programs for listening pleasure. Find those all on lrm.jammer. Jammer's not. <laughs> yeah, I'm all Jammer's not here. Jammer's not here anymore. Danny, where can you be? Mostly in the Twitterverse at Danny K. Bartlett. And as discussed before, if we get on the Discord channel and keep those conversations flowing there. I will just quickly add, as we wrap up the show, we did have one question uh, on Instagram when I told people that we were recording in a few hours' time. And that question was whether or not I was going to be the next James Bond. Well, I... Would love to tell you all this, but unfortunately, due to contractual obligations, I can't say whether the answer is yes or no. So apologies there. So uh, that's all I can say at this time. You heard it here first, folks. Heard it here first. You no, heard you fuck all here first. Oh, yeah. First. That's right. <laughs> Where can you be found? At Geeky Nick Doll on Twitter. And I do this in Marvel Multiverse Mondays. And I write for the site. And it's all a lot of fun. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SirJonesJs, contributing to the website and right here on Breaking Geek Radio. Folks, as always, thanks for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Don't get nyanya. Mission accomplished. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.